John Madden. John Madden. I love. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking. 48 minutes of dog. Being very careful. Now he's sitting down. I am not. <laughs> Thank you. Cap- I'm play by playing this whole situation. Robin said, "Up to the plate." Uh, <laughs> how are you, man? Oh, am I? I'm I'm quite well. How are you? Fantastic. So it's 48 minutes. Dogs barking. My name's Jason. This is Brian. Alongside for the ride this week, very special guest. Twitter slash Blue Sky Bomb Vaughn, all around rad person, and and I'm, this is completely unsourced, but the only male model ever to be impeached by the House, Wack Nicholson. Welcome to I the didn't show. know we were going to bring up my impeachment trial immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can either talk about that or the fact that you think that there are two St. Louises. Well, there certainly are two St. Louises. I didn't make that up. Uh, Taylor yeah. Swift's pilot yeah. can confirm because he went to both of them today. That's um. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she did make a stop over on the east side there. Uh, I, I wonder if she was. She got. She went over the Roxy's and got herself a lunch <laughs> over there on the east side. And, to guarantee uh, she's going to have stomach issues during the show, she went over to Roxy's. Is that the part of the country you guys are in? I, it's been a while since we lost. Yeah, we're, it is. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, in, we're, we're in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are in St. Louis. Yeah, the the backstory there too. Boy, <laughs> I, I still am kicking myself. To no, we had a, a fantastic episode with Wack. And uh, I was the idiot who didn't press record, and it just the stars didn't align for a very so long while. Best, so we are very, very glad to have you back. This one is on wax this time. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We got it like three different places we're recording it. It's got to be the fun. memo app on my yeah. phone <laughs> open just in case. Like we're I hired a stenographer. Here. We're doing it. Uh, yeah, Taylor Swift going over to the strip club side of St. Louis. F- flying, the, well, she went to the Cahokia Airport and then flew to the Spirit of St. Louis Airport in Chesterfield, which is, you're going from one end of the metropolitan St. Louis area <laughs> to, like, the exact other end. Complete a 13-minute flight? Yeah. It would have been shorter to fly to Lambert, which is the actual hub where all the where all the planes fly out of. Sure, but there's less traffic. It's a, it's I, just, I get such a it. Weird no, thing I, to see. Like, is St. Louis really that bad? I mean, no, it kind. I know it kind of is. <laughs> but it was strange seeing Taylor Swift people kind of confirm that that they'd rather land in Illinois and then fly at Chesterfield. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh boy, <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where you go, "Wow, I guess we are that bad." Uh, <laughs> so, so wow. Hi, hello. Where are you getting your uh, whack? Where are you getting your Apple Vision Pro? As soon as the <laughs> as soon as the check clears from uh, George Soros, I will be. Uh, that's going to be my first. <laughs> hey man, I'm going to tell you something, whack. I was a photojournalist in Ferguson. I'm still waiting on my George Soros <laughs> check. It's, yeah, that's true. I yeah, I I desperately want the Vision Pro. I think they're cool. I think they look good. I think they're awesome. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's the future. I think they look sick, and I can't wait to try them uh, myself. Well, I, my only issue with it is 
our first story tonight uh, of what's happening around the internet, and this is courtesy of 404 Media. The headline, a $3,500 chastity belt, early Apple Vision Pro adopters alarmed to learn VR porn doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, Jason Kobler over at 404 did a piece on it, really worth the read. But it starts out here. The day the Vision Pro released, a Reddit user posted in our Oculus NSFW, anyone figured out porn on the Vision Pro? Dying to get this to work, haha. If anyone has a success story, tell me how. The top comment on the thread is $3,500 chastity belt and then six clown emojis. So <laughs> they can pull up Pornhub, right? Because it's just... You could, you could, I mean, you can watch it in flat view, like it says I in the article. I didn't understand but... what they meant by, like, it didn't work. Like, what does that mean? Like, it doesn't... I, I never used, like, a VR headset at all, so maybe I'm, so... I'm misunderstanding what they mean by that. So, so there's POV pornography that's filmed with stereoscopic... I think that's the right word. Oh, so there are. Oh, so cameras. this already exists. I'm imagining this is something that's going yes. to exist oh, yeah. in the future. This currently exists. Mm-hmm. Whack. The future <laughs> yeah, okay. is here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, that is that is the benchmark of every new piece of technology. Yeah. What is porn? How yeah. can I use this to jack off? Yeah. <laughs> and I think I've even posted about this, like, welcome to HD DVD land, the, <laughs> the format that porn forgot. Because as soon as the porn companies threw their weight behind Blu-ray, it was over. Which was okay. I mean, HD DVD, it, there wasn't really a lot of difference if you looked at them side by side between Blu-ray and HD DVD. But but only one could be used for jacking off. Exactly. As soon as porn picked a side, that was it. And so this headline kind of makes me go, oh, I don't know. Apple might be digging I don't know Apple. Grave. I, I might be holding on to my money for a minute here. <laughs> You're not going to spend $5,000 on the, on the goggles uh, just yet. No, I'm going to wait for... Well, I mean, like all Apple products, you really want to wait for the second yeah, or third generation before true. you use it to yeah. jack off. Um, <laughs> the I didn't jack off to an iPad until like at least the third generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? I Once once I could buy a case with a built-in stand, it was over. There you go. <laughs> no longer having to like lean over my table. <laughs> I think there's some value in this technology but yeah, unfortunately yeah. it's i think all we're seeing now are it's like google glass yeah all we're is... seeing are the assholes using it and i feel like it will be like google glass where if you see one wearing one in public it you will just start yelling at them because like you don't <laughs> want to be a part of whatever they're doing yeah don't film me don't, don't you know film me yeah that is definitely one thing because i don't know exactly how that works myself but like if you're walking down the street with the vision pro on and you're filming like Casey Neistat did for for a YouTube video. He actually had other people filming from outside of himself. So I don't know if what he was getting footage wise was I don't know how that worked out technically. He did both. They, he okay. like screen recorded from the goggles and he had people like record. But he's you know, he's a millionaire YouTuber, so it's a you know I was gonna say, yeah, it was very slick. Uh, I watched the whole what it was it, eight minutes or so or he was just talking about it. Yeah, it's yeah, great no, I, I mean Casey Neistat. When it comes down to like tech videos, he's definitely entertaining at the very least, if nothing else, and very informative as well. But it definitely just watching him on the streets of New York with this thing on, I could not help but want to like sock him in the nose. And this is a guy I like. You know, <laughs> this is a guy that I like his content already. I know that I like. So yeah, it's not. It didn't bode well for me. But again, 
I could be very wrong. I was wrong about the iPad. I didn't think that was going to be a thing because I was like, ah, oh, you know, tablets, you get your phone or whatever. I was wrong about the Apple Watch too. So I, my track record with predictions with Apple stuff is very sketchy. I would say anybody who's bet against Apple's, like even the past like 30 years, I think has probably lost bets against Apple just in terms of sure. like in introducing a, a product to the market that then becomes the gold standard for that product i mean like it's easier to find airpods uh, or it's easier to find raycons by googling airpods uh, because yeah, like yeah. The, it, it's just like it's a name brand you know it's like every uh, the apple watch is a name for any smartwatch. it's like they're doing the same thing again so now the samsung go- goggles are going to be slightly worse <laughs> much much cheaper and they are going to be called the Samsung Vision Pro. Right, and they'll be like set fire to your head or something, you know, just like because... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Apple will make a good one that costs half as the amount in about a decade, and then that's the one that we'll all be like, hey, remember when they invented this? Uh, we all thought it was a brilliant idea from the yeah. first day. Yeah. I can go to the grocery store and be completely in- enveloped by my autism Yeah, and never, and never have to yeah. technically see another person I can I can also see oh this apple is is bad yeah it's bad it's, honey crisp I did like there was a demo I don't remember who who did it but it was like someone's cooking and they're like okay this pasta has four minutes left to boil and the other one says five minutes left to boil and he's looking around and all the ingredients are labeled I'm like okay all right I'm a bit of an amateur chef myself that actually feels useful feels like something I would use but I'm not paying four grand for it. Not yet, at least. You know, it feels like maybe the, the the price point's just too high for me personally. I think that like just the fact that Apple has entered this space, it's a matter of time before it's not the price point is not a problem for any of us at all. In like in the way that a thousand dollar smartphone would have been an unthinkable uh, uh, extravagance ten years ago. <laughs> it is to me. Um, I still I, just, <laughs> I, I buy the 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 hundred dollar you know whatever the the Android one is just so that I don't have to pay a grand every time I break my cell phone, which is about right. once a year. So. <laughs> it feels like, yeah. so, it's like for clumsy guys like me, it's not the thing. What's it going to be like when the Vision Pro kids start entering the school system? Oh, dear God. That's something to think about. Um, I think that, I mean, my opinion about like uh, teachers in general, like, but I taught high school. So like my opinion is teachers should not be like sitting down. So like if the vision pro I'm imagining a baby raised on a vision pro is going to want a lot of activity, a lot of stuff happening in front of their face. I think that's important as a teacher. You want to be colorful. You want to be bright. You want to be in front of them. I think that's good to, to do anyway. Um, as far as like, like past like the fifth grade also, because like, uh, uh, those kids deserve to be entertained when you're teaching them. Um, I think I just think that the Apple Vision Pro is going to be exactly like what the future holds for all of us in some like description. I don't know if it's the cost that's going to be less yeah. or the functionality that's going to be less, but like I think the idea of putting these on like an infant is like pretty imminent. I think that is what is going to happen. <sighs> oh boy, oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, I mean, teaching, just... imagine imagine teaching a child how to use a credit card. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I mean, they make, but they do that. They there are baby credit card machines mm. like that that babies 
that you give to children, like cash Yeah, registers I've seen shit. those. Like, yeah, I, I never felt right. <laughs> I never felt right giving them to my own children. My kids are 13 now. And like I, th- that never occurred to me. Like, yeah, we're going to get you because uh, <laughs> it was like fake storefronts, right? You could buy like the you, you're there's those. I mean, there's like Barbie McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Like dolls. Oh, man. Too. I mean, like, oh, boy. You could really cosplay as the working class uh, <laughs> with any with any collection of uh gadgets i don't know why but i just if, maybe it was just my my purient like never will this happen to my children despite the fact that yes they're 13 now and they definitely want to spend money on things I'm like no it didn't help <laughs> it didn't work so, <laughs> fight yeah, it all you consumers. want right so apple vision pro not only is the whole like because there was a there was the case and set thing where he's working on the subway but there have been all these videos where it's guys in cyber trucks, by the way. I love these. This is uh, at Elliot ETC, the username circa 1928 Mickey Mouse. Apple probably had hundreds of meetings over the last half decade about avoiding the Google Glass effect. And like three days after release, it's already hard coded as a product for douchebags. This video is just a guy coming out of a cyber truck. Slamming the door with both hands and waving his arms around, whoop, 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 closing windows and doing it. Just, it looks like an Andy Samberg bit. It kind of does look like a bit. He looks like um, if if any of your if any of the uh, the new girl fans in the <laughs> audience uh, recognize Schmidt doing the drumline routine. That's exactly oh, what he looks like in oh that video. God, I haven't seen that show in forever, but I knew immediately what you were talking about the second you said it. Yes. He's doing- <laughs> He thinks he looks like Tom Cruise in Minority exactly. Report. Exactly, no, he's not. and that's that's <laughs> definitely because I thought that. I thought, oh yeah, fucking Minority Report. We're doing, and just like in when you watch Blade Runner now, someone saying like zoom in, enhance. That's gonna it's gonna be dated, I think, after a while. The Google Glass hole thing was a whole phenomenon, and uh, I have a feeling that it's about to ramp up again. Speaking of phenomena, now I don't know if you saw this yet there, Wack. David Thorpe, uh, also known as at R, A-R-R, on both Twitter and Blue Sky posted this. The best thing about being unemployed is that I had a dream about a non-existent right-wing comedy event, and I had the time to make the flyer exactly according to the specifications of the dream. Have you seen this image? No. I'm okay. deeply excited. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the wake for woke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An evening of live entertainment celebrating the death of woke culture, hosted by Kevin Sorbo, of course. February twentieth at the Sorbo Center for the Performing Arts, <laughs> featuring music, comedy, faith, and truth from Foldy Black, Lil Sorbo, Based Loris, which is. <laughs> What kind of animal is that? A slow Loris okay. or a lemur, maybe. It's a, okay, it's a lemur <laughs> with a MAGA hat. Krippendorf, which looks like... Uh, a, it's Richard Dreyfus. Thank uh, you. It's right. Thank something. you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was like I, blanking on the name. Yeah, it's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> and then Wyatt Riot. A, which a, is an AI-generated image. <laughs> yes. It looks like one of the Duck Dynasty guys that they just put through a bunch of filters. And then a fat comedian <laughs> who just goes by the name of Googie. <laughs> A picture of Ralphie May. Is it Ralphie May? Oh, shit. 
It, oh, maybe well, it's I not Ralphie May. I, I can't, can't tell. actually tell. I thought yeah. it was Ralphie May, but now I can't. Tell it could they, be one of those. They've credited him as Googie. No. And it could be. <laughs> it could be an AI thing too. So it's. And then the the URL is spoot.co slash wake woke, streaming <laughs> exclusively on Spoot. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good <laughs> and all this apparently just like from a dream that david thorpe had I, I don't know if you remember this one from a couple years back i don't know how long it's been actually it was an early twitter thing i think 21 ish maybe i want to say was it oh uh, the teen roast well with the uh, curbs lurb chris del chris <laughs> it's all these like really ridiculous a uh, colby colby bulby yeah, it was like Hickory Dickory. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely in that same vibe, but I love the the really badly cut out Kevin Sorbo in the big yellow circle. It just says Sorbo. Yes. It, it feels right. It that's the thing, is that like it feels like this could be a real thing. It feels like this could be Cat Turd Fest or whatever it was called. Turd yeah. stock. Turd, it was turd stock. stock. Turd stock. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna defend Turdstock? I'd like to hear it. No, it. no, no, no. <laughs> just no. relevant, relevant to some of the things you're talking about. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the clip that was or the the image that was going around on Twitter of the uh, the blaze the blaze headline. headline. Like, so it was basically like, so what if the left has Taylor Swift? We've got cat turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta feel really good. That's gonna feel really good when you've got cat. Turd. <laughs> It's going to feel really good when you've got cat turd. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to advertise this? Yeah, The biggest pop star in the world or a guy that had like a band was called like the Goofy Grapes or some shit. Mm-hmm. Groovy Grapes. Groovy, Groovy grapes. grapes. I have a physical copy of that CD. That's You do? Yeah, I do. <laughs> How, How is, is it? it? You can find it online. Uh, the guy who uploaded it online, the reason you can find it online is the same guy who sent it to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. When the QAnon Anonymous podcast posted that it had been posted online, they DM'd the guy and he just made it public. And then I DM'd the guy and he's like, do you want the physical copy? And I was like, yes. And then he sent it to me. Hell yes. Even Hell crazier yes. than this, he sent me the CD and it didn't have the CD inside of it. No. <laughs> and then what? six months later, he DMs me and he's like, I just found this CD in my CD copier. I never took it out when I uploaded it to my Google Drive. I never sent you the CD. I'm going to send you the CD. And then in a separate package, like six months later, he sent me the actual CD as well as the case. So I have the, uh, Amazing. the full copy Worth the weight. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the groovy grapes. Having the physical document feels like a very different thing to me. I don't know. I, I I was always that way with with bands and stuff. Like, yeah, I gotta have the, I gotta have something I can hold in my hands. And and now you have Cat Turds album that you can hold in your. Hand. Yeah, I know. I'm privileged. Amazing. I know. That's great. I have a piece of cool Keith's belt on my Hell yeah. shelf. All but, right. Uh, I don't know if it's as cool as Cat Turd's record. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance Cat Turd held this CD. So, you know, you got to think about that, too. Cool Keith's belt, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we're all going to the Wake on Woke, right? Yeah, that's uh, whatever. February 20th, right? That's uh, February 20th. Okay. Yeah. Less uh, than two weeks. So we got to yeah. get our tickets now. 
<laughs> just, you know, I don't know, I'm pr- probably going to go pretty hard for Mardi Gras, so we'll see. Okay, okay. We'll have to plan around that. So, Whack, have you seen yeah. Drake's dick? Okay, so that's funny that you should ask. <laughs> uh, no, I was trying, but I saw a lot of dicks in the process. Yeah, that was a very interesting day on Twitter, to be sure. <laughs> a, 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 yeah. lot of, a lot of hogs that were not Drake's. So is the really big one Drake's, or is it not? According to the, the source I was able to save of a Twitter user at Black Boys, uh, the O is a, a, letter, a number zero. This is a still from the video. And oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's, he's packing. It's a hog. It is a hog. I don't know. I mean, still, it's like a cut in the, like, even there, like with the video, if the video's not loading, so you can't tell, because if it was moving, I don't know. You can't really judge anything by that video. For all we know, he's holding a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. I'm kind of no, feeling that way, lounging, yeah. in his, lounging in his bed, no pants on, <laughs> eating a corn dog. Fine, fine. You guys don't believe me? Let's find it. Here, give me a second, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll fucking send it to you. Hold on. Apparently, yeah. apparently he has a Prince Albert. That wouldn't surprise really? me. He does seem like, yeah. He's like a sex nerd guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, he is. He is that kind of guy. As a, as opposed to the, the other kind of guy that Drake <laughs> is rumored to be. Jesus Christ. There he is. I guess we, right. you know. <laughs> we'll, ta- we'll take what we can get, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Anxiously waiting know. for this penis. You do not know how much gay porn I had to scroll past to get to that, by the way. <laughs> It was surprising, gotta be honest. Although I guess with a Twitter name like Black Boys, I guess <laughs> I don't know. All right, no, that does look okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see the yeah, video. it's a big yeah, dick. Listen. He's got a big dick. I don't know. <laughs> Drake has a big penis. Good for him. <laughs> he's uh, he's got lotion on his dick. He's stroking it right now, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He's just wagging it in the video, which I think is yeah. Really just, I don't know if I would call that sexy. What he's doing. Uh, didn't get no. me going. Uh, I don't know anyone that would be like, oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> I view this as a purely academic uh, yes. exercise. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't view this as any sort of... That doesn't look like... I, I, Black Boys has much, much cuter stuff on there than this. I can say that for sure. For sure. I, I, yeah. Like I was saying, I was just trying to find that. I'm like, okay, okay, blowjob, okay, okay. There's uh, so much okay. more gay porn out there than this. <laughs> yeah, and it's so much better because it's not shot on like the worst iPhone ever made in a bedroom with no lighting into a mirror. Like, five different... It's been copied 500 times, so it's grainier than fucking body cam footage. It's terrible. He shot it on a fucking iPod Touch. <laughs> well, I really need to know. I need to know what looks like soft. Honestly, I don't care. I, I need to. You need I've to know what it looks like soft, so I can really I'd like gauge. You to expand on that. Actually, well, I had a coworker come up the other day, and he was like talking with, you know, this bullshit with me. Another guy about he had a big dick, and I'm like, can you wrap it around behind your knee? He goes, no. I'm like, don't say you have a big dick. Can you wrap it behind your knee? I knew a guy who had a penis flat. So I'm sure we all have met <sighs> one person, one man, who had like a huge cock and was not shy about letting everyone know. Right. And you probably saw it more often than you'd like. I knew yeah. a guy who 
he, his penis looked like one of those dried like uh, squid things that like people oh, use God. a snack in Korea. I think I, I think I come from a different time than y'all. Um, I'm not so sure what you mean by the friend who just whips his dick out all the time. Actually, I don't know that friend. I went to an all boys Catholic high school, sure. and uh, okay, so I didn't. I my school had girls at it, so there weren't really people doing that. Despite the homophobia and the number of times <laughs> I was called the F slur, there were several guys who, during class, would peek the tip of their dick <laughs> over the edge of the desk to get a laugh out of someone, and invariably someone would laugh because that's really fucking weird. <laughs> Why are you doing that? But it's that same guy who then you realize that's got to be a big dick because he's a big guy and it's going above, you know, it's going above the surface of the desk. So yes, I've been, <laughs> I've been that is in situations. That is a so it sounds to me, school. so I understand. You know, you have to know what that you've seen the grainy Zapruder film dick. <laughs> you need to see the dick in its rawest form. You really need to want to get to brass tacks on this dick and know what you're really working with. I understand what you're saying. It, he's the J. Jonah Jameson of dick pics. He wants to see <laughs> want, pictures of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's cock. <laughs> <laughs> this was baloney sandwiches. I need to see Spider-Man's dick. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, just, it's it's not the worst hog I've ever seen. No, I mean, look, he's... Uh, I'm, I kept thinking of the guy from that fucking Thug Shaker video. <laughs> I don't know why. Do you remember, do you remember the Thug yeah, Shaker? Yeah, were you, were you whack? Thug Shaker? No, this doesn't look like anything I'm aware of. It was a very racially... No, I don't know what this is. Questionable, I guess. A video series for a gay porn site that would feature guys going out to uh, you know, predominantly African-American communities, paying these guys who are supposedly straight to uh, have some fun with them and, and mock them at the same time. It was very much in that, like, what if Bang Bus was racist... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's not the part that like it that, was. Yes, race play absolutely. Like yeah. So it was these white guys going like, "Oh, you yeah, shake your ass, okay. don't you?" It's the thug shaker. Show me the fucking thug shaker. Uh, but then there would also just be like videos of these same guys jacking off, and so like a lot going on there, right? But, um, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Like, so we'll pay you to jack off. Very connected that's, to me. That's what their whole thing was. Yeah. Thug Shaker became a, a TikTok meme. Yes. On its own. Yeah. Guy that was called himself the homeless prophet. Oh, yeah. That's right. Who we almost had on the show one time. Homeless underscore prophet is still out there. You fumbled the bag with the homeless prophet. We did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he had to like change accounts and like, I. I left the Discord, so I couldn't get back. Anyway, it was the whole thing. The prototype money and jet fuel. And, oh, God. Uh, and <laughs> the jet fuel oil. Or the and jet the, oil. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah, and then there was that kid, what, five or six months ago that, like, leaked military secrets and impressed other people, like, on, like, a World of Tanks Discord. Yeah. And War Thunder. the yeah. Discord was called, like, Thug the Shaker Thug Shaker Central, Central yes. <laughs> this what? kid is going to spend, like, the rest of his life in jail. To impress other neckbeards on the internet with like government oh, secrets. No. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it's. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know these things were all connected to each other. Um, yeah. So the name is, of the Discord. The, the name of the Discord was circle. Thug Shaker Central. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> oh my god. 
it's it's so bizarre like oh my god the stuff we talk about every week i, I have to go back and be like oh yeah no that's connected to this and that's it i can sit there with the the cork board and the red string sometimes <laughs> yeah that's not good to do to your brain no it's you not. gotta stop doing very bad that. very you bad. gotta stop doing that it's actually what you have to do exactly right <laughs> Pattern recognition is actually a symptom. It's yes. not like a skill. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, Have you, you seen that Jim Carrey movie, The Number 23? Number 23? Oh. <laughs> not a great Where movie. Where he plays but, the uh, saxophone with a bad tribal tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Does he also start out that movie as like a dog catcher or something? I don't remember. It's that. something. I don't remember much of it except for like, wow, this is Joel Schumacher at his absolute worst. What is happening to me? Rest in power. I know. I know. I can't, I can't be too mad. Fucked. 20,000 boy pussies, if he's to be believed. <clears throat> Look, I can't be too mad. He made Phone Booth, which was a stellar little... Uh, he made Phone Booth. Yeah, and then Diner. So, I mean, between the two... Well, I love, uh, you know, I love his I love his work with Batman. Okay. I'm a big fan of those movies. You're an appreciator of the Joel Schumacher Batman. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. all right. M- yeah, mad um, respect, because that's not an easy... Uh, <laughs> that's not an easy road to hoe. I like the first one better than the second one. Well, sure. But, yeah, but I think they're both quite good i think when he pulls out the bad credit card in the second one that's <sighs> that's comedy gold it's really who's doing more work than the bat card nobody of all the things in that movie i'm like okay uma thurman is poison ivy cool arnold schwarzenegger is no bat credit card is what you're saying <laughs> yeah no it, it was not afraid to go there okay it put the it put the glow stuff into arnold schwarzenegger's mouth and it was like it's going to get sillier than this right here what you're looking at it will get silly. Yeah, he had like a LED yeah. in the roof of his uh, mouth. Uh, yeah, and one time yeah, yeah. it wasn't wired right, and he could have electrocuted. Jesus <laughs> Christ! I did not know that part. <laughs> Holy cow! Crazy ass movie. All right, man. Crypto scam. Crypto scam. Oh, the week whack. You're listening to 48 minutes of dogs barking the podcast, and now it's time for the crypto scam of the week. Oh, buddy, do you have some? Uh, some some hot tips for me well we can tell you what not to buy that's a <laughs> that's a very least okay cool coindesk has the story the headline OpenX, the exchange built by founders of doomed hedge fund three arrows is shutting down today was actually the last day for settling your positions and then a week from today you gotta withdraw your money because it's going bye-bye. So the exchange was created, again, according to Coindesk, last year by Kyle Davies and Shuju. Their previous company, Three Arrows Capital, or 3AC, blew up in 2022. More than $1 billion in assets belonging to Zhu Davies and Davies' wife, Kelly Chen, were frozen by the British Virgin Islands court last year. Oh, God, you don't want that. You don't want no. the British Virgin Islands freezing your accounts. That's the last thing on Earth Of all the want. places. And Jew was arrested in Singapore for helping. Uh, oh, God, uh, yeah. you do not want to get arrested in Singapore. No. Places you don't want to get arrested. Exactly right. And he was wearing the most basic-ass Nike fit when it happened, too. <laughs> oh, no. Is this real or are you oh, just no. riffing? No, he looked like a guy who like is getting credit card notices because he ran his credit card over at the finish line. (laughs) 
So I googled this name, Three Arrows Capital, because yeah. I was assuming that it had any connection to the anarchist idea of the yeah. Like, you would think downward arrows. Yeah, you would think. No, it, it except for their logo is three upward arrows, mm-hmm. uh, which is very funny uh, to think of them uh, uh, being like <laughs> arrows that they are shooting at people. Well, <laughs> or I think the idea is that that's that's where the trajectory of your money is. Go it's going up. Yeah, line go up uh, three three times. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> not at the British Virgin Islands has anything to say about it. Exactly right. Yeah. So <laughs> the exchange that they set up was apparently uh, no good. Uh, according to Decrypt, Open Exchange, let's see, announced it was ceasing operations, which then set off a wave of vindication among their competitors, which was CoinFlex. CoinFlex was the previous venture of the three Lamju and Davies. When it was controversially rebranded to OpenX, the creditors say they were left with no power in the new company. So I don't think that same trick's going to work again. No. Something tells me. <laughs> because they changed the name to avoid problems. And oh. uh, Molly White from Web3 is going great, posting this. Who can believe this? <laughs> OpenX, the crypto derivatives exchange created by people who blew up three hours capital. We'll be shutting it down. The exchange was originally announced just over a year ago with a tentative name of GTX because G comes after F. Oh, like FTX. Yeah. Oh, it's a computer joke. I get it. So, yes, uh, it became insolvent. Shuju uh, just got out of jail. He, Kyle Davies, and other executives are shutting down the project. Immediately announced they're trying to open yet another crypto derivatives trading project. It's almost as if, Brian. Yeah. These are bad guys. I think they're I think they are <laughs> bad people. I think it's easy to say that these these are these are, these are bad hombres. It's almost they don't get sent over the border. <laughs> if you go to the Wikipedia page for Three Arrows Capital as I have done here. Okay. And you just go to the citations. Oh like boy. every reference, every <laughs> everywhere all of the information comes from. The headlines are all like crypto head funds collapse. Yeah. Three arrows investments. <laughs> fraud like like the blockchain behind this stable coin has gone away it's like oh yeah yeah uh (laughs) just read the don't don't read the wikipedia page just read the little numbers afterward and you'll see some really good info about whatever their next project is going to be kyle davies and suju do not have wikipedia pages yet but they have their numbers after their names (laughs) oh boy Uh, yeah here's june 2023 their crypto company collapsed they went to bali that's new york times (laughs) oh boy uh let's see june 2023 a hedge fund exploded the comeback isn't going so well that's wall street journal oh boy if only people were reading physical media they would know to avoid these guys. So it went from in June saying, yeah, uh, we're going to borrow $1.3 billion from funds founders to September. Yeah, they arrested the uh, the founder. <laughs> yeah. Not good. Very bad. Yeah, it's very like, it's been very telling. Like in the past few months, I've started to do like some like research into like money markets and things like that. Sure. And like what you quickly find out when reading about any of this stuff is like, the media is trying to put the best face on this industry it possibly can in the financial reporting. Like, once you read a story, that is the nicest they can say it. Right. Uh, whoever has, has reported on something. If you can sort of read between the lines of, like, guys like uh, uh, Kyle Davies, 
like you will be able to see like oh do not ever <laughs> put any of your money anywhere near that man <laughs> if that away. man has put money somewhere you need to avoid him yeah this is the one thing like i i, I mean i still don't know anything about money but like for me i was like if everybody knows elon musk is a fucking idiot and that Twitter's entire stock price or entire valuation is based on Tesla's price, which is based on Twitter's price. How does that work? And basically, if you read any article about it, it's like, well, it does. So are you going to put your money in it or not? And it's like a kind of all they really care about is like that the the kayfabe is still going. So what what's what's your play? Like nobody is like scared by this guy just like. Opening a new company in Bali or whatever, like yeah, it's just very sure. like this is yeah, it's very fucking sad. <laughs> They're like gambling addicts. That is how it feels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, basically, I mean, uh, part of why X- FTX imploded was that <laughs> Sam Bankman Fried was just like fucking trading on leverage and apparently making like the worst trades ever, getting fucking stopped out, just getting completely fucking up wasn't he making like withdrawals from users accounts yeah he was stuff? using like, he was not <laughs> yeah yeah he was using users funds to to do all that and you know i feel like he's somehow gonna end up getting a slap on the wrist all said and done bankman fried yeah sam bankman fried yeah you think he's gonna get i mean i haven't really read about it do you think he's gonna is there a chance he'll like not get in trouble it seems like they want him to be in trouble for it i think i think i think they're gonna throw him under the bus but they're not going to give him what he should get he's probably gonna deserve 10 times worse than what his sentence is gonna be i think the public humiliation that he went through yeah I feel like about him the way I kind of thought about Martin Shkreli, too, which was kind of like, <laughs> hey, he sucks, but, like, they all suck. Like, yeah. we know they're all like this, right? It's not just him. Yeah. And I think they're going to, like, I think they're going to try to, like, stitch him up worse than they did Shkreli, just in a way to, like, be like, see, we got the bad one. Like, the bad one's gone now. Yeah, it feels like he's being made an example, maybe. A scapegoat. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems to me. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. We're looking for somebody, and I guess this is the guy, but there's people off doing worse things daily, so I don't know. There have been all sorts of stuff where founders are just taken off with insane oh, yeah. amounts of money. There was a, a fucking meme coin called Dog With Hat that was on Solana, and the dev rugged it for, I don't know, ten, twenty thousand dollars 20000 but the community kept it going, and it kept growing and growing and so he got so mad that he redeployed the contract on ethereum saying i'm not going to rug this time and so now everyone's <laughs> waiting all right when you go rug on these guys again it's such a greedy individualistic you know savage place and there's such little regulation it's it's you're really fucking playing with fire the entire time and we see people getting burned even when you could argue that they don't deserve to. I don't think anybody. When I say people it. getting burned, I'm talking about like retail, like you okay, know, yeah, you know, the guy that cuts your hair that that bought Bitcoin at 64k. Oh my god, the the line cook at my job. Oh no, just keeps yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's a problem. He's he's <laughs> sunk costing his way into the outhouse. Hey, yeah. listen, he's just DCA. It's gonna turn around. No, it's gonna turn around. Uh, uh, uh quarter three. Of uh, twenty five is where we're gonna see <laughs> oh, big. No. Is that as far out as like, oh, yeah. uh, oh, he is. Oh, my man is. He's got it all in the oh, boy. 
He, well, I mean, that's that is the theory that all of these crypto people have is that sometime in the next ten to eighteen months, we're going to see the bull market kick back in. And I've told Jason this a few times. We're going to find something twice as stupid as yeah. board apes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the Fed is just waiting to lower those interest rates and let these fucking weirdos get back in there and start doing whatever crappy little little uh, scam that is obviously a scam to everybody except for the people they bilk billions off of again right uh, it'll be great it's very cool but it just keeps happening <laughs> yeah oh, guess how I've much a, a pudgy penguin goes for now on open sea right now yeah. right now a pudgy penguin on open sea yeah. i'm gonna go to opensea.org and i'm gonna i'm gonna oh, find uh -oh. out how much i can get a pudgy penguin for i'm gonna guess without knowing anything about this project minus the name because i've heard the name before and and whack you tell me if i'm anywhere close okay so I'm going to I'm going to set my guess. I'm going to say a single pudgy penguin is going to go for about $3500. Okay. Uh I had some issues because oh my fucking god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this does not bode well. I'm not getting into the showcase showdown. What what it's <laughs> a lot of money. How much is 17 Ethereum? 17 Ethereum Oh is... no. Oh no! Uh, hold on, let me get my calculator out. Oh no! Three hundred thousand. No. Seventeen. It is right. It's 30, like thirty-seven. Thirty-seven four hundred. Uh, but there, there have been pudgy penguins. Thirty-seven thousand four hundred dollars. Okay, so yeah, so oh, that wow. one's thirty-seven thousand four hundred. That one's seventeen. There's one here that's twenty-two. He's got a little. Oh, I like him though. Uh, <laughs> he's got a little afro and stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, the, there, there uh, are, some of these are a lot more. Is he the pool's closed penguin? Is that what's going? <laughs> oh, I had it organized low to high, so like the cheapest one is seven. Oh 000, Jesus so Christ! High to low. Oh, high to low. There's one that's ten thousand Ethereum. They seem to be like stunt priced because it's like ten thousand, one thousand, nine hundred, four twenty, sixty nine. Oh yeah, of course. The other one's pi. The other one's three hundred thirty three. A lot of these are like meme numbers. Like they're not real numbers. Yes, there are people doing stunt prices. You know, six 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 Ethereum and all that. I've been seeing reports of pudgy penguins for selling as much as a hundred Ethereum. No. Oh my god. No. You, you don't even know what a pudgy penguin is, but apparently they've got like a fucking comic book that's like well done and they've got like fucking plushies that you can buy at walmart oh god oh god i feel like this is this is it did i this just is... like did i just ruin your guys life <laughs> lives a little bit They're like no so i just i still i have the same question for the pudgy penguins i had for the apes which is why, why? yeah with anybody <laughs> I, they just like for what reason they like the jpegs yeah we, we it's not we like the stock it's we like the jpegs <laughs> It's a good JPEG. <laughs> like, if you say to me, oh, this cute little penguin guy's in a bunch of comic books and he's making a bunch of money on streetwear, I'm like, yeah, I get that. I, I understand that. But then you're like, and he costs $4 million. Yeah. And he's owned by uh, the weirdest guy from your high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't get why. No. Well, because like, get why that second part is related. Because like streetwear, I get you can wear it, you can show it off. There's a physical thing that you th that is like a status symbol. That makes sense to me. I can physically touch it. I can <laughs> I can go to Walmart and get it. But they think of it. They think of it as like a ticket. They yes. think like I own a pudgy penguin. I am the same as the guy who spent four million dollars on pudgy penguins mm. to boost the price i'm basically the same as that millionaire because i'm in his community now yeah and it's like yeah. yeah it's it's this bizarrely persistent grift yeah that works in this space Yeah, because it keeps fucking happening it keeps happening 
<laughs> like you can I, I mean, you know, drive yourself really insane and just take a bunch of psychedelics and watch a YouTube video about crypto being a bust from like six years ago. Yeah. And it'll really upset you yeah. how like just everything they say is entirely accurate and correct. And then for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan Olson uh, uh, folding ideas. Line goes up. Yes. <laughs> but it goes back like he, the, the videos he cites in that, too. It's like just going so far back into these like. Different people just like over and over again, like this is a scam. You are being lied to. Do not put any money into this. We're not we're we're not tricking you. The people who aren't making money off of this aren't tricking you. The guys who already spent money on it, they are. <laughs> you can go back as far as the original white paper for Bitcoin, and there's people saying this is a scam yes. and no one's listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the the only people that aren't listening, it's confirmation bias. Like we already know it's a scam, sure. And we're just going to be like, uh huh, yeah. And you're you're preaching to the choir at a certain point. I, I was saying Bitcoin was a scam when it was two hundred dollars. Yeah, and your old bass player cornered <laughs> me at a venue <laughs> to tell me that I was wrong for posting in like 2011, 2012 about the energy inefficiency back then right. about the energy inefficiency <laughs> of of Bitcoin. And he, this is a guy that you had to drive the gigs because he didn't have a car. Yep. Anybody who knew about Bitcoin in 2011 also knew about the energy issues. That's right. Because if you tried to buy a mining rig at the time, trying to get a power supply for it, it was, it was like impossible because like it was like that's why those guys got rich because they figured out how to build those rigs before anybody well, exactly. else. Exactly. Like what appears to have happened is what happened. These guys made this thing to scam people, and now they're just giving other people to hold the bag for them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> and like two, in like 2014. The guy that ran a natural selection two server that I played on, which oh God, yeah, he he, he DM'd <laughs> trustworthy me on, fella is what you're saying. Yeah, he DM'd yeah me yeah on, sounds like he it. DM'd me on Steam and asked me if I wanted to go in Havzies on a mining rig. And I gotta be honest with you, sometimes I wish I could. <laughs> well, how much was he asking? That's oh, the question. I can't remember. It was like five hundred bucks. I was going to say it can't be more than $1,000. No. You've got to really sit and think about that for a second. Well, at the time, too, I mean, we, you know, neither of us were making that kind of money. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fucking mining. There's that infamous post from uh, like NeoGAF or something about the guy who, who left his mining rig on when he was asleep and it made his room so hot that it gave him brain damage. Oh, God. <laughs> Which you have to wonder if he was doing crypto mining to begin with, if he wasn't already brain damaged. But that's a whole nother. Sorry, that was yeah. a joke. That was a joke just for me. Uh, <laughs> well, nobody talks about the millions of lives taken every year uh, to feed the crypto gods, um, and that's the they're they're the real victims. It oh, absolutely. The, the blood mines that are pumping <laughs> out uh, human human uh, in order to make our delicious coins and our beautiful penguins. Exactly right. Oh boy! If someone been Laden, come and take it. <laughs> come take my pudgy penguin. <laughs> Some guy with a sawed-off and his mining rig under his arm. <laughs> come, and come and take it. His rig goes down every couple hours because he's in Texas and their power grid's the fucked power up. Grid keeps yeah, <laughs> waffling on and on. Um, yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys feel pretty high on the hog about Texas's power grid out there. I bet, huh? You guys feel. Uh, pretty superior to those motherfuckers oh look i will say this we do live in a city where it is one of the headquarters of an electric company so we we feel like they're going to protect their own 
more than more yeah. than other people and you know we we're it's us Illinois and a couple other smaller yeah, areas we around yeah have like we have hydro we have nuclear we have coal and we have gas power plants all within the the region we got a few solars as well out, yeah, out in the, the outlier farms, areas yeah. and you guys still you sort of look at you look at Texas like they're the punks right you're well i'm trying to instigate <clears throat> a, a, a rivalry with your pod here's the deal <laughs> okay i got family that live in Texas and they moved there before the dot com bubble burst, and they are regretting it every day. And I, I'm, I'm doing the thumbing my nose at them and doing the little waggle every time I mention Texas on the show. So yes, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have family. I mean, that's I, uh, I had family that all moved down to Texas in the mid aughts. Both my grandparents have finally retired. My aunt. And my cousin, three different houses. We're going to live on the same street, just a couple houses apart from each other. Okay. This big, beautiful thing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandparents moved down there, this place outside of South Lake, Texas, which is a hellscape. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow, people really do take football like it's a religion down here. I thought that was just a joke. But, anyways, <laughs> within like two years, my aunt, her youngest daughter goes to college. She's like, oh, I just don't want to live in this big house by myself. So she leaves. Then my cousin and her husband are like, I think we're going to start a family. This house is too small. And just left my grandparents in the middle of suburban hellscape, Texas. Oh, boy. Everyone eventually, after both my grandparents passed, moved back to St. Louis. And they're like, oh, it's so much cheaper in Plano. And I'm like, yeah, thank you for making St. Louis expensive, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I will say you started talking about your your family moving from the Midwest to uh, Texas in the mid... uh, Well, like... Before you said when it was, that's kind of like saying like a Central European family moved to South America. I just <laughs> like when and like what yeah. precipitated. Yeah, to be very things. specific. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin married a Belgian national. Oh my! So I don't know his relation to King Leopold, <laughs> but it's possible they're direct descendants. Yeah, I was going to say, out. Yeah. Uh, mm. son. It's his son. Even. Uh, wow, mm. he looks really good. Yeah, <laughs> must be Leopold is fucking late. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> so, uh, Wack, we brought you on previously to talk about the Cloverfield uh, ARG. Do you want to do that, or you want to go all in on Revolt? I'll talk about both of them. Actually, sounds good. Uh, because uh, and don't cut this. Leave it all okay. in. Because okay. I. I literally was like, I paused a YouTube video, the same YouTube video I paused probably last time, uh, to talk about this. It <laughs> was fresh in my mind. Um, <laughs> the, the the Cloverfield ARG. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, six months ago or whatever it was because it was like this this really strange thing that I didn't. There was like not a lot of good content on, but I did find somebody who made some really good content oh, okay. on it. Um, and as soon as I can shout him out, I will. The Cloverfield ARG was really cool. So, do, or, were you guys involved in the Cloverfield? Dylan B on YouTube. That Dylan is the B. channel. Okay. Dylan B. Right. Excellent stuff on the Cloverfield. Not enough subscribers. Please like and subscribe, Dylan okay. B. Do, were you guys uh, aware of the uh, Cloverfield ARG? I knew nothing about it at the time. The movie itself kind of took me by surprise, Blair Witch style, because, I mean, the trailers were kind of neat, and I knew it might have been a J.J. Abrams-adjacent project because of the bad robot thing, but... When we had first talked to you about it, this was new to me, and it's still, I'm still like, they did a whole, they did a whole I Love Bees Halo 2 thing? They did an insane amount of work on this, um, and I was just like, because I was just going to 
dip my toe in the Cloverfield ARG, but it's not really, you know, it needs to be shouted out that this, what they did is fucking crazy. Yeah. They put a trailer in front of a Transformers movie that led to a website. That website had two photos on it, and a few days later, it had a third photo on it. Entire forums are being set up dedicated to, like, going over, like, when, like, People, like, literally, like, knew J.J. Abrams's like, alt accounts that he was using on old forums from, like, the alias days yeah. to, like, figure out what he could be doing. Like, people were, like, going nuts and could not figure it out. <laughs> I had a friend who is, like, a, a programmer now, but when we were in high school, he was just, like, my only computer friend that I knew. And he was, like, following, like, the website when it it had pictures and then there was like metadata on one of the things and then it took you to a company's website that turned out to be a different company's other website that was connected to the thing you saw in the trailer that then turned into merch that you could actually purchase and then some of the people who bought the merch got like cards that took them to other websites like the intricacies of what they did to promo the first cloverfield and continue to do with all the new cloverfield stuff uh to this day is insane there is still a dedicated group of people a sort of a sort of uh, a samurai of, of the <laughs> land who continue to browse forums and read metadata to find where jj's next trick is going to be laid and like jj abrams is not involved in it anymore and like it's just nerds talking to nerds and it's become this like subculture of people that just like must fucking hate each other um, yeah, i would imagine they, yeah they surely they surely do not get along well um but it's a very interesting uh sort of thing that they they carved out into like multiple myspace accounts and then like a secret like vlog that like a woman made that like they uploaded like multiple vlogs where one of the characters from the movie is talking to one of the other characters from the movie, like off screen. It's like footage that was like released wow. onto the internet for anybody to find in like 2008. It was crazy. I was gonna say because they they've done two sequels since then. Has has it done a lot of ARG like that since? Yeah, every time. So okay. like. Every time there's a new trailer for like a new Cloverfield thing, like right. every single frame, people are like. Pulling, putting their the whole trailer into like spectrographs and like mm. all these different like readers and instruments and tools and code decipherers and stuff like immediately like like the hex code for every like uh, a color that you can see on a screen will Jesus. be like put through like a prop like they 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 <laughs> no it's like nerds talking to nerds that's what I'm yeah saying. yeah they, they have to outsmart each other you know they have that's to... <laughs> a level of dedication that I don't think any movie franchise has save for maybe Godzilla. It's the same people too. It is sure. the Godzilla nerds doing this. It's 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 the same guys. They're in say, the Godzilla forums, yeah, the, arguing, and then they're in the Cloverfield <laughs> forums, goading each other. The same people watching that Monarch show every week are like, yeah, now I've got to do yeah. this. Yeah, that was that's yeah. really good, by the way. But uh, have you, Brian? Have you seen anything beyond the the first Cloverfield? Movie? I saw I Cloverfield remember. in theaters. Oh yeah, which good was, experience. Which was fun. Yeah, and I saw the the movie with. Uh, the chick from Scott Pilgrim and oh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah. phenomenal I sequel. Was, I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah, I love John Goodman. Yeah, that. John Goodman's oh, great. And, and uh, yeah, also to, just to take a step back to the ARG, wasn't there also like a fake energy drink company? Slur, uh, slush, up, slush, slush up. Slush Show. Slush Show. Yeah. 
yeah slusho yeah slusho was like a part of it so like slusho is sort of how it became like a real like thing so you could buy slusho merch and then some people who bought slusho merch got those cards that would like say like help me i'm trapped in a slusho factory oh jeez <laughs> yeah help i'm stuck in a keyboard factory <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause did, and, didn't Seven uh, Eleven have a slusho promo too? Wasn't there like a? a I think when Ten Cloverfield Lane came out, yeah, okay. uh, not when the first one. Okay, yeah. The thing about slusho, their 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 slogan was "Bet you can't drink just six. <laughs> oh boy! One of the pictures that they put onto the Cloverfield website, the one eighteen oh eight dot com um, website, um, the picture had like a recipe. Uh, like it, it, it was written in Japanese, and the only thing that people couldn't translate was this like thing that appeared to say like sea nectar or something like that, and then it turned out oh. to be like the ingredient, the main ingredient of slusho, and then it was like this company that was drilling. They did like a lot of fucking work to like make like lore for this thing before the movie ever came out, and now like. Like when they did the Cloverfield Paradox, like yes. a bunch of different trailers were put out with like different numbers flashing on them and all these different things. Like they really like, yeah, they continue to, yeah, I don't know. They, <laughs> it's it's a different part of the world. And I, when I first came on here and I wanted to talk about it, I was like, this is crazy that 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 this happened, huh? And then I was like, oh god, they're still doing this. I do not want to talk to any of those people. I do not right. want to be involved. With what they're doing, because I remember about about Cloverfield Paradox is that they kind of it snuck up on you. They dropped you with a trailer at the Super Bowl one year. It was a couple of years back, and it's just like, yeah, after the game, this movie's going to be on Netflix. And sure enough, I went home after the game. I was hanging out with some friends. I went home, and boom, there it was on Netflix. I watched the whole thing. Pretty good movie, by the way, if you haven't seen it. That kind of stealth mark because they had they been doing a lot of lead up for Paradox or was that just when the trailers hit? Because that's the part. No, that was that okay, was the that was stuff. like the night. That was what okay. they did. Yeah. yeah, but even in that, like people were freeze framing to you know they yeah. they were ready. They there are screen recorders going at every corner of the internet right now, <laughs> waiting for for the next bit of Cloverfield thing to happen. Is there anything new? Is there something coming up that I need to be aware of? Because I'm, I'm. I didn't look into that. I, I was just trying to brush up on the history of it, so I don't know the upcoming situation with the Cloverfield community. Uh, once again, I don't really want their ire or their attention. Sure, no, so, understood. Uh, I... <laughs> understood and agreed. I get it. <laughs> the The other thing I have been working on is I, I have a. Um, a YouTube video, yeah, uh, that I have written, uh, but have not recorded yet. Um, but I just read a book. Are either of you familiar with Julius Evola or Evola? I'm not sure how to pronounce. The it. name does not ring a bell. No, I'm not familiar. Yeah, so he's a philosopher. Mm -hmm. uh, if you Google the name Julius Evola, you usually get related searches: Mussolini, related searches. Uh, uh oh, uh, uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh, oh boy! So he... uh, uh, related searches: uh, uh, Jordan B. Peterson. Hey oh! <laughs> <laughs> Big thinkers. That no, that's not coincidental. Oh no, uh, I, I would imagine not. Yeah. No, Evola is a Evola is a his main interests are. Comparative religion, esotericism, mm. hermeticism, mm. metaphysics, history, political philosophy. Strange that that comes so far down the list because I just read this fucking book. Uh, symbology and mythology. Yeah. So he, what he 
wrote about what 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 this book that I'm going to be talking about on my my YouTube video is about is 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 um this book uh the revolt against the modern world um now I haven't done the necessary research into Evola's personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some guesses uh, about (laughs) how that's gone for him after having read this book. But um, there's like a couple things you really have to understand about his work in order to like, this is why I'm making a YouTube video about it. If you go on YouTube right now, and you look up Julius Evola, um, it's all statue avatar guys talking about oh how like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to tame the chaos dragons. Oh um, boy. Because yeah. that's very much what he was talking about, mm. uh, was taming the chaos dragons. From a lowness in spirit, um, he, he had a lot, of, a lot of really healthy dog whistles of like... <laughs> like <laughs> you could almost be tricked into thinking it wasn't racist if you read this book. <laughs> It is a slog to get through. First of all, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I, would I do not recommend. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pull up my ebook that I have here. I'm gonna skip to the middle. We are on page two fifty three. I'm gonna start at the middle paragraph here. Last but not least, the victory of a leader was often regarded by the Romans as a separate entity, numenem, the mysterious life of which constituted the focus of special cult feasts, sacred. Sacred games, rituals, and sacrifices were destined to renew its presence. The Victoria Caesaris is the best example of this, being the equivalent of an initiary or sacrificial action. Every victory was believed to generate an entity that was distinct from the destiny and from the particular individuality of the mortal being from which it derived, just as is in the case of the victory of the divine ancestors. This entity was believed to be capable of establishing a line of special spiritual influences. That's one sentence. That's some Samuel that's, Beckett shit, right? Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one sentence. Uh, and I just finished his book, and I've got to say, um, he uses a lot of fancy words and and weird punctuation and mm. Latin. But basically, the revolt against the modern world is that, like, the revolt itself is where we get rid of all things modern so that we can be our best selves. And how do we know where our best selves lie? Well, we don't need to like look inward. We don't need to ask our friends or our neighbors or our parents or anything or, 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 or anybody. Uh, we just need to like look to the past. What did people say? And, mm. and the most reliable information we can get from the past is, of course, scripture. Ah. Now, when I say scripture, I don't just mean the bible interestingly uh the bhagavad gita the quran uh the talmud he uses all manner of religious texts willy-nilly throughout this entire thing but the way he uses it is to subtly say things like the brahman who were then called patricians and now if you don't know what those words mean you're like okay yeah whatever but what he is saying is that the upper caste of people are in some way divined by god to ah, be put there oh yeah <laughs> the the brahman of the castes of india are the divine righted people the people who are like closest to god and the patricians were the rich people of the roman empire so those two disconnected (laughs) ideas then become this thing of like well it's better to be rich so if you're a rich white guy it sounds like you're the 
best kind of guy? Kind of? That's well, weird. So, um, <laughs> that's really specific. Yeah, I don't know. So, so at first I was thinking, like, is this like some weird pseudo primitivist stuff? I'm like, I'm like, is this some Fight Club shit? And then now, now it's yep. like, um, it is. Okay. Oh, okay, it is Fight Club. Yeah, shit. I mean, it is Fight Club shit. It, a thousand percent is <laughs> because it's like because it's it's this whole thing of like it's it's also Fight Club shit because it is gay as hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part about Fight Club I, is that it was gay as hell. Yeah, I didn't get like a lot of homophobia from the text, but I don't know if I need like I have like an academic background in in some of this stuff, like reading like comparative literature and like ancient like old books and stuff. I've read a lot of these, and it kind of feels like with what he's doing here, it's like it's a very obvious trick to anybody who can see. The, the sleight of hand that he's doing but like he's doing the same thing that ben shapiro does he he's just giving you a bunch of information and then by the time you could say hey wait wait a second why are you talking about the vikings and the incas what do those two have to do with each other it's like no what's important is that men are on top and women are on bottom uh, that yes it's better to be a master than it is a slave it's better to be the day than the night, I don't get that one, but that's like a huge part of it for him. The day is better than the night, the sun's primacy over the moon, the solar calendar's primacy over the lunar calendars. A lot of it's taken up with like calendar shit and like measuring and stuff. A lot of it is like the chaos dragons stuff. Um, and then there is the racial stuff. Uh, I was going to say, is, day and night, I was like, oh, it's better to be white than black. That's that's what it sounded like to me the minute you said <laughs> You would think that. Yeah. This is where Julius plays a fun little game with us. Okay. Because the race of a person is different than the race of their spirit. Oh. Does Rachel Dolezal know race... about this? Yeah. <laughs> you, have a race of, you have a race of your body and a race of your spirit and a okay. race of your heart and a race of your soul. You have a lot of different races. And okay. so you may be black of body, but white of spirit. Um, surely. Carlton. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you no. could be a Carlton. You could be a Carlton. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that once he starts to get into the how, how Jewish somebody's soul can be, that's uh, when things start to get yeah. real spicy <laughs> in part two of that book, where, where the more specifics about what kind of souls do what comes in. A lot more in part two of the book. Um, and, and that's like the first part is like him like laying out this whole thing of just sure. being like, this is what's better than this. This is uh, things that are above, things that are below. These are my def definitions of terms. Now, all of his definitions, like it, it's not from any sort of like, it's all from scripture, like how he defines everything. His entire philosophical, literary framework, everything is from religious texts. So he's. Standing on very shaky foundation. I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> if like, you know, if 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 the same God who so cared for us all that he gave his only begotten Son also flooded the whole world like not that long ago, does the, the same guy and we're just supposed to say that that's fine, like that makes sense to us as like the reader, but, but then like <laughs> I always thought of that as like God chilled out in old age. That was my. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was a pissy young man and then he had a son and kind of chilled out you know like well evola's answer to that is kind of that both natures of god are 
representations of the people he had to deal with. And <laughs> oh, the, oh my. Oh yeah, my. you start to see you start to see how the trickery that Evola pulls. And this is why I wanted to cover him. I oh, yeah. didn't say this. Uh the reason I am doing this is because shit, like six years ago now, I was substitute teaching. Okay. And I saw this book on a student's desk. Oh my. <laughs> oh boy. And I saw the cover and I saw that it wasn't like a fantasy novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Revolt Against the Modern World does feel like a, a title for something where you're like, oh, yeah, they went back in time. and thought, yeah. No, no. If you Google the cover, it's like the cover that shows up for it. This like green with like a pyramid. It's like a green spine with like yellow and a pyramid in the middle. It's like and I see like a student reading this book and I was like, that doesn't look good. That's got Hitler particles on it. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and I Googled it and I was correct. So I was highly concerned that this could end up being in some way a helpful text to a young person. Mm. And that concerned me gravely, especially about that student uh, at the time. Oh, boy. Uh, so... <laughs> Hope he's doing okay wherever he is. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah, my lord. Here's chapter... I'm sure he's doing okay down there uh, at the border in Texas getting <laughs> right. baptized. Yeah. In chapter 33, Decline of the Medieval World and the Birth of Nations, I was like, oh, D.W. Griffin must have read this one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, no, this is... Uh, yeah, so I, I like what I want to do with my YouTube video is sort of just actually take some of these ideas that he presents kind of seriously and kind of think about like, because it is a trick, right? Because he's like kind of saying like, well, you know, obviously day is better than night. It looks, it, you mm -hmm. can see more day, right? And then it's like, well, obviously you aren't your whole race. You also have like a race of your spirit. It's not just your body that defines who you are. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And therefore you have a place in this hierarchy and you need to crush those beneath you is like the place he kind of lets you get to on his own huh okay it's really interesting because he evola for i always said evola but all the racists online say evola so i don't know i've been listening to a lot of them say his name uh oh i don't know who was <laughs> saying it right um i would assume it's evola because he's italian i was gonna say yeah um, yeah yeah Either way, he was antagonistic until he died, and he's considered like a like a preeminent fascist philosopher and ideologue. Uh, like if you Google fascism, his name comes up pretty early in the uh, Wikipedia <laughs> oh, article. <laughs> he's like one of the philosophers of fascism. He like defines what it is, but he was really, really critical of Nazi Germany for not being into the magic stuff enough oh boy uh, they weren't into the spear of destiny searching the north pole for santa claus type of shit wait a that, minute so, that, so you're telling uh, me the movie constantine the constantine movie was not uh, oh. based on <laughs> or uh hellboy that was not a, <laughs> like they were... he was well he's like they should have done more of that they would have made gotcha. a hellboy if they had done it yeah if they, if they, they're they <laughs> fucked up by not making a hellboy. that hellboy would have been a documentary <laughs> was, if they yeah if they, <laughs> that was basically his whole thing he like he says in like chapter one 
magic is real like hell yeah need to stop saying <laughs> that magic is ridiculous magic is real and, and the mat and the mat the true magic is what connects our blood to this soil Woo! it's like oh oh boy, oh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very comfortable sort of bath that you can sort of uh let your wrists flow into if Fair. you let him okay and so i want to stop people from doing that and sort of like yeah explain some of the stuff that he's saying and go through a couple of these things and just be like hey like you know you don't have to like me as a guy or whatever and you don't have to agree with everything <laughs> i'm saying but, but uh... <laughs> this is what julius evola is saying here yeah. um so i think i want to like keep that student in mind for like the audience of the video oh just for kind sure of be like Hey, how could I have like talked to him in that moment? You know, when I found the book, if I had known like what to say or something, I, I think that's kind of how I want to frame it. I am going to be where I, I have bought a costume for it. I'm, oh, I'm very excited to. Uh, I'm very excited to to play with green screens and stuff. Yeah, I think that like at the core, like what I want to like talk about in the video is just significant danger somebody Julius Evola has uh, to somebody who's not familiar with how fascists work and and i think if if you are a if you're a high school teacher and you see a kid reading like Jungian like psychiatry yeah you do want to be like hey, hey what's uh what's up <laughs> hey just real quick yeah just real quick what do you think what do you think about all that bud what do you think yeah. about all that bud so and i did have to do i did that a couple times with like other like i with that kid i didn't know what to say to him because like I tried to flip through the book and I did not understand even a single word that was being said. And I would, I would say, uh, I defy anybody to uh, explain Evola uh, to themselves. Not even to me. You can't do it to me because I just read his book. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's a sleight of hand, and it's the same sleight of hand that they all do, and it's very obvious. And he's drawing so much from Rene Guillon, who is like a philosopher I have not read anything about, but apparently is like where a lot of these ideas come from but mm. like i'm not going to because i read this book and i was, I was gonna say, like yeah, well you put yourself you know, through this already let's sort of <laughs> well I'm, I'm like let's pretend that the fascists were smart for a second like what would they say well what i say to the fascists is hey why don't you do some fucking reading why don't you read marx instead of saying that marx killed 10 billion vuvuzela why don't you <laughs> read the communist manifesto wasn't there that uh that debate that Zizek did with Jordan Peterson and Zizek had, but to, that's exactly yeah, right. Jordan I Peterson mean, had that, to like stop and Google stuff. The feelings I had watching that debate because I watched that live when it happened. Oh shit! Uh, oh, the feelings, the feelings <laughs> I had watching that debate are what I'm hoping to evoke for somebody who may have stumbled upon some evola ideas uh without really knowing where they were coming from because this guy is like hey well the old testament says this and the bhagavad gita says that and you know the buddha used to say and confucianism teaches us and this came from the vikings and all of a sudden you have like a swastika tattooed on your head yeah because <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's, it leads to the same place and he focuses so much on eastern mysticism a lot and actually mysticism in general he hates judaism except for kabbalah hmm. uh, which he has a special affection for Intriguing. which is great to read these like <laughs> texts like from before ancient aliens and shit yeah like this guy was like having to explain like kabbalah okay look the jews have their own thing with wizards uh <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Every time he mentions Kabbalah, it's very interesting what he chooses to explain about it, what he chooses to not. It's equally interesting to hear how he describes Zen Buddhism, which is not really an idea that people had in like the, the early 60s say, when yeah. this book came yeah. out. So he is describing like yin and yang and Zen like states of like nirvana and stuff and like explaining all these different like like principles <laughs> but all in surface of like well you have a chakra that's good and the one on top <laughs> is the best one of course yeah and it's like it's like everything so it's everything's a you know everything's a hierarchy everything's a pyramid everything falls within that and and god he would have loved multi-level that's why schemes oh god yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> mlms would have been his jam yeah for sure yeah it's 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 very very like it's 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 a it, i would be concerned uh i was concerned when i found this book uh when i first had an idea to make a video about this i was concerned after having read it i'm like oh there's no danger of anybody coming across Ola and thinking dang this motherfucker's spitting like you already have to be pretty racist yeah to pick up what he's putting down yeah because i'm looking but... at the goodreads page because that's what i always like to do with books that oh, are really yeah. weird the, the... the goodreads page is always a, a fun barometer because you can go the five stars and the one stars and that's usually the nice spread the one star my favorite one star review for from the Goodreads page, Julius Evola is just Joseph Campbell for racists. <laughs> he is, so, yeah, correct. The moon is female, the sun is male, and white people came from Atlantis. That's basically it. Somehow this monocled, yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow this monocled little creep managed to stretch it out over like four hundred pages. <laughs> it's it's unbearable. It's a seventeen-hour audiobook that I listen no. to. Um, <laughs> oh my god! I don't give TV and shows the guy that can't much time. Read. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy can't read for shit too and this weird thing happens in the audiobook i'm gonna have to record it now but this every time he says the word plebeian the audio drops out every single time hmm. he says it in the book and he says the word plebeian a lot and for some reason the audio it gets like plebeian. like every time he says it i don't uh i don't know it's i, I got it off of uh, dubious sources i was gonna say still <clears throat> yeah <we're... laughs> uh, where, where one finds fascist audiobooks is where I got <laughs> oh the uh the 4chan t thread yeah no i, yeah. I understand yeah. from traditional from traditional F audio at at, at eagle.biz <laughs> i was gonna say uh ftp.stormfront.com yeah <laughs> the publisher really is actually the publisher is like lion-hearted publisher. Oh wow! Oh, Jesus. Oh boy. A controversial scholar and philosopher, uh -huh. and social thinker. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh -huh. Heard that before. He, yeah. yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's he's a really nasty piece of work, and I and I think like if you if you do try to look up, there's just not a lot of content about him right now yeah. that isn't just fascists congratulating themselves for like understanding it. You know. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, this is this is what we're up against, and so like intellectually, I'm like excited to get this uh, thing out. But it also is kind of scary how much power they tend to wield, money and all that. Yeah, so I got I got to say something to all the leftists out there. Yeah, a fascist misunderstood book today. Did you? Hey oh <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so here's another five star from <laughs> from Goodreads. Brett Stevens, the user. 
Their avatar is uh, <laughs> the is the is Red Uncle Stevens. Ted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Evola makes interesting philosophy out of that chapter in your high school history book where, with the Enlightenment, Western civilization moved away from the idea of an invisible but all-pervasive natural order of culture, nature, and gods and moved to the swelling... Pervert, mm -hmm. pervert, pervert. Yep, into the (laughs) swelling void of individualism. It's hard to argue with something so obviously correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ex- pervert. Here it is. Pervert. Excellent stuff, but it makes more sense if you read Plato's The Republic and Nietzsche's Beyond Good and Evil first. Ah. <laughs> ah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey. I read those things. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. This is a really bad paraphrase of both of those books, and at the end he tells you that he's smarter than Nietzsche. So who do you like? Who are you? <laughs> I read all these books. I read all the books. Right. He said Plato was full of shit. He said Plato was full of shit, <laughs> except for when he was cooking on the Atlantis stuff, and that Nietzsche wasn't racist enough. He said it in the book. I read it. Come on. Exactly. So these guys either didn't read it or just knew based on reputation alone to give it a good review on on goodreads yeah so, so yeah, yeah i'm on i'm on the website i'm on now um <laughs> with the reviews <laughs> there's only three brilliant work a true esoteric genius uh ignore the low ratings these bots and npcs haven't bothered to read oh him. npcs I'm oh npcs I, oh. i'm gonna rate that as unhelpful because mm-hmm. i read the book we got a one star from robert david hyman um uh, maybe that's his real name Evola <laughs> argues for race science, spiritual racism, and anti-Semitism. He's critical to understanding the esoteric resurgence that has accompanied the far right. He is also a monster. I would agree with that yeah, as well. I'm gonna go ahead and also, hit that with helpful. He is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is Marjorie Taylor Greene's predecessor, basically. I mean, just like yeah. Oh, in the last review, I'll read it for completion's sake. One of the few men who cared enough to examine reality critically. Uh... One of the what do you think a philosopher is, Samuel Murray, you fucking hack? <laughs> Here's from Goodreads, Buck Wild, one star, incomprehensible dog whistle Catholic gibberish, wholehearted defense of eugenics while fervently trying to discard the genetic component because he doesn't consider it relevant. Don't ask me, dude. That <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, because there is a race of your body and there's a race of your spirit. Yeah. So it's like eugenic stuff, but it's not actually eugenic. Right. It's like a way to like breed Judaism out of humanity is what he's really trying to say. <sighs> but he's not really saying it. Oh my god, my fucking recommendations on this website. I was gonna are say, yeah, you're uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, bronze I think uh the Bronze Age pervert was one of the recommended <laughs> authors. Oh, I saw Jason scrolling. The actual website I use is Everand, which is okay. awesome. They're like Netflix for like audiobooks. Uh, okay. They rock. I use them all. I used to listen to a lot more audiobooks, um, and I hadn't in a while. Um, and I this is like my first four way back into it. But now I'm like logged in, and it's like, oh, you should read uh, Oswald Spangler. Oh boy, <laughs> here's uh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> masculinity admits admits to madness by Ryan Landry. Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about masculinity and <laughs> madness by Ryan Landry. So Goodreads also has a list that this book is on slash oh, slash poll recommended reading. So the 4chan politics board. Right. Well, Animal Farm's on there. Good. Good. Atlas Shrugged. Uh-huh. Decline of the West, Brave New World, Ride the Tiger. Okay, so my idea for my my idea for my second video is to do the uh, not all of Atlas Shrugged, just the speech part. 
Yeah, you don't need to read all of that. Yeah. I had a really nasty libertarian face in college. Um, if the papers I submitted uh, circa 2011 ever get made public, I apologize in advance <laughs> um, for the things I said in those academic papers. Uh, on this on this list is also, by the way, Plato, The Complete Works, The Analects by Confucius. The Complete Works. Yeah. Sure. And <laughs> read all of Plato before going on poll. Crippled America, How to Make America Great Again by... Donald J. Trump. So, Donald, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, you want to read all of Plato and all of Trump before right. you come to Paul? Uh, and actually, the cave. you would Is be ready. Real? You would actually be pretty well ready for, <laughs> for, for all manner of horror. People are telling me the cave, it's not real. I'm telling you right now, the cave is so real. You won't believe it, folks. Amazing things going on the wall, folks. They say they're shadows, but I think they're real. Those people outside the cave, they don't know what they're talking about. It's just the shadows. Just you and me. It's a lot of shit, and it's a lot tied up, and you're right. Jordan Peterson and, and all these guys that are just, like, grifting and, and repackaging the same ideas. And The thing is that, like, at any... Uh, the fascism works so well as a product because you can enter at any level. You have to... It, it requires so little startup capital to get into right. it. It's, it's a seductive like, idea to begin with. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, you you... Don't have to really be halfway there on any of their ideas oh, no, for no. them to sort of like trick you, you know, where they're kind of like, well, you know, men are men and women are women. And it's like, yep. And men can't become women. And it's like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, and therefore, anybody who tries to become a man must be your enemy. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, sure. I got you now. Like, yeah, I, I think that like it's what they do over and over again. And it's like. You can get in at the Jordan Peterson level where you can like read this shit and just trust that Jordan <laughs> Peterson is telling you whatever you want to hear. You can read Evola and you can be like, oh, maybe this guy really read all this stuff that he's citing. And then all the stuff he's citing is like ancient like Viking like wood panels <laughs> and stuff. That's like his citations, bro. So it's like they're, they're just, you know, they're just hoping you don't look into it. And, and, and whatever level of dedication you have for fascism, they'll let you sort of like peek into sure. it until you are like looking for the true cross of Jesus as the Third Reich. And it's like, bro, you guys are uh, ass over tea kettle on this one. Yeah, you've kind of you guys gone really, over the edge there. You yeah, really, really drank the Kool-Aid on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, at any level, the far right, they're the same thing. Right. If this is Ben Shapiro. He uses bigger words and he's less popular than Ben Shapiro. But, you know, it, it, it's the same shit. Now, he's now, doing the same now, shit. Now, 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 now Wack, let, let me let me go ahead and, and, and stop you there. I, I, I think that <laughs> I think that that, yeah. that my 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 wife's dry pussy is is uh, the, the, the reason <laughs> that Western civilization is, is going down the tubes because my wife. My doctor wife said that uh, I, I've got uh, I've got too big of a penis for her, and, and she 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 you know it's just like you can go on for hours on that. So, Sorry. So whack. What does Avola think of the futurists? Oh, I don't know what the futurists are. What do you? Uh, uh, that, those are like, those are like the other Italian fascists. So you had like oh, you know what? He did say something about them. I don't know. I have to watch more of these videos. This is the thing I barely understood the book. And so I have to watch all these other racists talk about it, and they're only talking about what they care about. But it's like, what even what they're highlighting isn't like the whole book. Like the stuff about the Jews and stuff is like not actually a whole lot of this book. It's like not really a big part of it at all. And so, but that's what they like to talk about. And so like he does talk a lot about 
the other Italian fat. He talks. He's got a lot of smoke for a lot of people in this book. <laughs> this is a diss track of this book. By the way, like a diss track to, like I said, Nietzsche and Plato, but also uh, like Dante. Dante gets the smoke big heavy in this book dante gets cited and shat on throughout this book uh in equal measure you would think that dante did something to this guy uh the way he writes about him dante kicked my dog (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he said some shit about them i don't know i think what he was really good at was the way that fascists never get along with each other the way that they always hate each other yeah he was kind of good at being like Oh, they're never going to get a log, so I don't want to be liked by any of them, (laughs) because they're all going to hate each other anyway. And so he would criticize everybody and then say it was from the right, so he could criticize the Third Reich from the right, and he could criticize fascist Italy from the right. And it's like, yeah, he it, it was just a way to like make himself seem smarter. It's petty bullshit politics. And it's the exact same shit. It's like why every single member of the Trump White House has a tell-all book. It's the same reason that Evola is talking about why the sun is better than the moon. It's like (laughs) they're all doing the same little dance and they think we're not seeing them do it. Even though they're like, yeah, like Steve Bannon's quoting Evola like multiple times. Steve Bannon started like an Evola cult in in Italy. That's That's right. He had the monks. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know it was specifically like, Evola. Know, okay, that's fucking. It's not specifically Evola, but he like yeah. I mean, he's quoted Evola in like public before, so might as well. Yeah, be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like with the crypto scams. Exactly what appears to be happening is the is the thing that keeps happening <laughs> with these guys. <laughs> there, yeah, there's no grand design. It's just they're fumbling <laughs> over something and like, oh yeah, this worked. Okay, let's do this again. The state of the world is dire, and I just—it's one of those things where I'm like, it's not giving me hope. <laughs> it's not bunch of me. bunch of people on on the internet with shitty Roman statue <laughs> avatars are reading like shitty, like the shittiest version of Alan Watts, and being like, this guy's right. Yeah. Oh boy. Joe Rogan. Thank you. Yes. Joe- <laughs> Yes, it's, it's Joe Rogan is the shitty version of Alan Watts they're listening to. Oh, God. And they are. I'm sorry to say. No, you're not uh, wrong. Jamie, Jamie, pull up uh, the difference between the, the Mon and the Atmon. <laughs> <laughs> you see here in the Wheel of Samsara <laughs> where the original Four Loco was taken away. Right. This is now it feels like reading that fucking book. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're the 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 Petras the Petras are guys that want pussy but don't get any. <laughs> and they're always gonna want to get pussy. <laughs> oh boy. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. I think it's time to lighten the mood a little bit, guys. What do you guys think? It's been a while. Is this the show where you guys are going to share some gore porn with me? Or something? <laughs> this isn't gore porn. I actually, I I specifically okay. avoided anything uh, beyond, uh, I, I made this particular part of the show a little bit more accessible. Thank you. Yes, I've been trying to whittle down some of the more extreme stuff because yes. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about the video that you guys showed me last time? Do you oh, I don't sure? even remember what it was. What what did we Was show the you guy last punching time? the prolapse? It wasn't a. He wasn't punching it. He was making out with oh. it. It was like in a pickup truck. Oh, oh no. yeah, that's right. I have a lot of issues with the prolapse stuff. Oh yeah, like, not like it's not from like a stomach issue. 
But I'm just kind of like, it's not sexy. Is anybody like turned on by this? It's not like cute. Like, I don't know. Having like your entire guts hanging out of your body is like, seems like a medical emergency, not like something I want to kiss. I, I, you know, I'm a, a big time listener of the Howard Stern show still to this day. And there's a guy. Jesus Christ. Really? I know <laughs> you, you'd think, but, but at the same time in the intervening years, he's actually become quite a, a story like interviewer and he gets people talking and has some great musical guests or whatever, but he also has the weirdest freaks on. And, and so it's, it's that great balancing act between like, he's, uh, he's Jim Rose, but he's also Charlie Rose. Uh, and so he has this guy called in every once in a while who goes to like fisting festivals. And so I learned that getting a prolapse, uh, in certain fisting communities is called having a rose. And so some guys, that's a desired thing for them. They want to have they want to have their rose come out. I just feel like anytime somebody's like, "I'm going to show you something really fucked up," I just want to be like, "Is it a prolapse thing?" Because I've seen a lot of them already. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like that makes sense to me that it would be a fetish and that it, there would be festivals for people doing this. And I mean, obviously, people are. I've seen the videos. Yeah. People are doing this in gatherings. Um, but. I've- I, you know, I... No, I'm with you. Anything to do with, like... Something's not connecting for me there. It's that, it's blood, you know? Like, those things really bother me as far as, like, anything, like, fetish-related or, like, vomit really weirds me out. Like, I have have my limits. I think think the man that inserted a uh, Phillips screwdriver into his pisshole handle first was... uh, I didn't need to know that existed. That was a hard watch for sure. But the guy that wrapped his dick in tin foil and then put in a light socket—that's <laughs> cool. That's just dudes being guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I think he did have like a. He did have like I mean, a was, noise is that, that the guy who stuck his hand in the blender? Both the same kind of screaming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So this one is just called yourmom.org. Whack. Uh, this one. Is actually more funny than it is uh, gross. Okay, so your this your mom way back yep. thing. Uh, that's I you know that's that's a real classic. That's a real good sort of. A, that was a good feeling to see it. Yourmom.org you know? is a uh, a short website. It's yes, it's an old flash one. So we got to wait for Ruffle to load. It's an an old lady uh, uh, giving a gum job there. If you click on the the looping gif, it's actually a, a flash file. Where it has the Fountains of Wayne song, Stacy's Mom, on repeat. Uh, sorry, did you say something? I clicked on the image. <laughs> um. <laughs> and you're blasted with Stacy's Mom. Go ahead. Oh, that's correct. Uh, yeah, and here yeah. at the bottom, it says skip the relationship. Find a Find fuck, a fuck buddy, buddy tonight. tonight. Gosh. Yeah. Everyone on the internet's so helpful. Oh, that's... There's really literally nothing else, but that it really does feel like a you're the man now dog, but for a mature I mean, woman yeah. blowing a guy. Uh, <laughs> who might be wearing a rubber shirt. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on. It was on really odd. Yeah, you, you, it was like shiny and we. I, I don't know what was going on I don't there. know if he was like in the middle, like he was in like a giant like bouncy ball with his dick <laughs> hanging out. The boy in the bubble. The boy in the <laughs> It was that. This is how Bubble Boy got topped. That's right. <laughs> Boy, it really dates it by by digging back into that Fountains of Wayne record. As much as I love Adam Schlesinger, that song was a piece of shit, and and I will forever skip that anytime I'm listening to uh, that particular Fountains of Wayne album because it's just it's fine, it's okay, it's Stacy's mom, 
It's not great. There's a million better songs in his catalog and also on that same record. Yourmom.org, you could send that to somebody and, and just really get them good, you know? I always felt like in high school when people would send me stuff like that or like, you know, whatever, try and shock me. Like, oh, this is what your mom does. I'm like, I hope my mom uh, sucked <laughs> dick good. I would hate to think that I came from someone who was not good at giving neck. <laughs> I, I want to be proud of my mom in every way I can find. What a day. What a day we're having over here at the, the chalet. The chalet. Yeah, boy. No, actually, today we're recording from the, the goon cave at the power oh, station. At that's Union right. Station. I'm so sorry. I forgot where we were for a moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to all the gooners. The out Dr. John's uh, goon uh, cave sponsored by KY. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, it tastes just like it tastes as good as it looks. What do you think I've been dipping these nachos in this whole time? Uh, so <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was reduced crystal Pepsi, but tell me more. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, it's the KY uh, intimate sparks one, the one where oh, you have to mix the two. Like, it tastes just like gravy. Exactly. That's oh, that means <laughs> lube that tastes like gravy. Mm. Uh, mm. It's like the Jones soda gross flavor. But then someone's going to be into it. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, surely there's gravy flavored lube out there. Uh, hold on. <laughs> now we have to fact no. check this. I mean, yes. No. No. We're... It didn't. It didn't come up. Uh, there's bacon lube. Uh, it's just from like those. Kind uh, of I don't want I mean, bacon. I, no, there's not one. We're gonna have some epic sex sore tonight, babe. Yeah. Yeah. I got the bacon <laughs> lube. Yeah. <laughs> My narwhal is gonna go and do, is gonna get a bunch of updutes on your vagina. Yeah. The Gary Busey film, Thanks Killing, apparently had gravy flavored condoms they sold. Oh, or God. Oh. I don't know if that's real. I'm going to retweet this person from 2013. I like it when someone retweets something I, 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 I posted like 10 years ago. And I go, I have to think, like, how did they. How yeah, how do they find this? this? Yeah, they're searching gravy lube, gravy yeah. flavored lube, <laughs> and it's the second result on Google. I'm sorry, <laughs> your post that had no faves from January 30th, 2013, is is now. Uh, hope your account's not yeah. selective, and I apologize. Getting, getting that whack bump. <sighs> well, after all that, I think we're all going to need a, a bit of a breath mint. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. Uh, Whack, I know that you're uh, a, a returning champion, as it were. You know about the breath mint. You know that after we do the uh, the shock.jpg, we tell everybody what we're into, what we're listening to, watching, playing, whatever. Aside from Revolt Against the Modern World, what has been hitting your bookshelves or your your video game consoles or your your your, your at home movie watching experiences what you've been up to okay so in listening to that book um i've been replaying skyrim which has been okay. a lot of fun yeah um, but <laughs> that was just so i could listen to the book i don't like reality television okay for the very specific reason that i don't like when dialogue is played over music oh. i don't like a low hum of music i always mute commercial breaks and stuff it really bothers me so i don't tend to really enjoy the sort of annoying music they put on uh, reality tv shows and so i don't watch a lot of it but i have been watching some great recaps of like old reality shows um gunner klein on youtube is one guy that i love his stuff i've watched like so much i think everything he's put out actually <laughs> yeah i saw that that post earlier it was so what what is 
I keep glazing that dude up uh, because he's awesome. Uh, he watched like uh, Beauty and the Geek. He watched uh, the Joe Schmo show. He's done like a bunch of these like live streams, and then he uploads the vods onto to YouTube. I'm big into those. Um, yeah, yeah. I also just watched a recap of I think The Bachelor season three. Okay. By Ashley Norton on YouTube, who is also awesome. She spent like three hours just breaking down this whole season of The Bachelor. Uh, that I found very gratifying and very entertaining. That's what I've been doing a lot of is just like learning about reality television um, <laughs> from sort of like a like like looking at an eclipse. Like these these YouTubers, yeah, you look at it, standing back, uh, yeah. with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been doing, I've been getting caught up on a lot of that stuff because I don't know like any Bachelor references or any like jokes people make about like uh, what's the the. The 90 day fiance or any of that like i've never really watched any of that yeah i know a lot of people that i follow on facebook that are friends of mine from when i was in a bunch of bands are still like going gaga over 90 day fiance i was going to recommend something to you it is a fictional television show but it is formatted like a reality series and it's about a couple making a reality series brian i talked to you about this last week yes you did the curse Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone. Well, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I do want to check it out. For Recommending sure. it highly because I just saw the finale and I was like, okay, this is absolutely bonkers. I love it. It's definitely got that vibe. If you like reality TV or even if you're even remotely interested in something like that would go on like an HGTV, that's a high recommendation for that. Yeah, I will definitely uh, check that out. Absolutely. Brian, how about yourself? What you been uh, digging into this week? Um... Kind of a quiet week for me on the whole media consumption thing. My mm-hmm. girlfriend's got me going through a Be- uh, Bentley Lil book. Uh, he is one of those guys that wrote, still writes, um, the kind of like cheap paperback books that like your grandma would buy at the grocery store. They already have like the yellow pages and all that. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he, uh, but Bentley Lil, uh, for most of his career, has been getting a lot of praise from like Stephen King and other people. And uh, he wrote this book in the early nineties called death instinct, which takes place in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Where uh, it kind of hops around dis- different perspectives. It's got like a rotating cast of like, Oh, it's kind of like game of Th- or uh, song of ice and fire where you're kind of rotating between four or five voices. Sure. Sure. But then every once in a while there'll be a chapter of one person and then it goes back to that ca- the rotating cast. And uh, it's about uh, this lady named Kathy and uh, she's kind of a, a bookish uh, failure to launch young lady. <laughs> all these killings are happening in, um, in her neighborhood and they're all gruesome. You know, like a woman like getting her kneecaps and her arms twisted backwards. Uh, a cop gets killed by having like hundreds of needles placed precisely in his body, like severing all of his nerves and, Ooh. and stuff like that. And um, the most like, early 90s like this wouldn't fly now is that about an like three eighths through the book the house across the street from her which is this infamous house and it hasn't really been explained why it's the infamous house in the neighborhood i i don't believe it's been explained if it has been i've forgotten but a new family moves in and it's a single mom and her mentally disabled uh grade school age son and the R word is used quite oh abruptly and is not a, a, a very kind of kind depiction uh, of people with autism or, or, or Down syndrome or anything like that. And it's almost comical in how just mean it is. And again, it feels like something you could only get away with until about the mid 90s. Right. 
but it almost feels like a Nick Bullen bit. That, like, <laughs> but this book is like really very like serious and very kind of like a it's 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 pulpy. Yeah, but it's enjoyable. I love um, it. But but pulpy. then every single time this character goes into it's very much like okay, what if a Chinese man was also gay? Oh no, <laughs> and and gay and 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 the yeah, arsler. but I'm listening. Like, what if? Yeah, what yeah, if? yeah. <laughs> you, you, you do have my attention. I will yeah, say, like yeah, like the, the 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 there's a, like a little boy down the street that she's like the like the adult friend with. He gets beat up by the the mentally disabled kid who just like beats the shit out of him with like a rubber ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's just, it's just, it really, it's that whole thing of like we have to lock up the mentally disabled. They're the real, they're they're the real monsters in society, kind of. Oh, thing. sure, yeah, the the, the Reagan era uh, nonsense, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's something. I've also okay. uh, anytime the movie Seven appears oh. on a streaming platform, I have to watch it. Oh, uh, I think that's probably one of my of favorite. all the films. It is so good. I mean, it's good, but it's really upsetting. It is, it, but I think that's what makes it good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I think the, <laughs> it's a funny movie to pick. Even of David Fincher movies, it's a funny movie to pick. I don't know. I think the cinematography yeah, and the sure. craft behind that film, I think, is what really draws me to it. I think it's a very interesting, like, gothic noir yes. movie. Yeah. Um, and seeing, you have this dichotomy between... Brad Pitt's character being like the the brash, hotshot, new de- young detective, and you have Morgan Freeman Somerset as being like the I'm kind of over it. I've like yeah. he he's wise, but he's also jaded, cynical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and seeing the the old new de- uh, contrast there. Um, and then you got Arlie Ermey as their chief too. Uh, the captain actually. He's also that same kind of like old school. I don't care what you know. Yeah. Very straight out of God. Any old cop show, you know. Like he's a very old school guy. With fucking eyebrows. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, you can't escape those things, man. I think like what really kind of drew me to that movie was I got a PlayStation Two when I was a teenager, and a Blockbuster really close down the street. So it was just like. Just always going to Blockbuster, always checking out these movies I had heard about, read mm-hmm, about in magazines mm-hmm. and stuff. And Seven was one of them. And this is back when DVDs had like a shit ton of extras and featurettes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the first pressing, the first release of Seven on DVD had like all of these like making of like how they did the books, how they did. How yeah, they did, no, I, yeah. Those I were exactly fascinating about. about yeah, the books. I mean, I've yeah. looked at a lot of that stuff. Yeah, 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 a thousand percent. How they did all of like the photography yeah. for John Doe and how they just like built this world. All of the effort that went in the stuff that's only in the movie for seconds of yeah. best. Yeah. And I thought that. Yeah, that, it's a kind of, it is a kind of movie making that kind of died with the, the Lord of the Rings. Like it just doesn't. They just like don't why why did somebody write all those journals like well why yeah did somebody do that well yeah because they they said and I think I've seen the same documentary because I think I had that same DVD yeah it, it, they they made this guy fill out hundreds of these books so that any character could pull that book off a shelf open it and it would have these rambling writings in it it's like that's a verisimilitude that's like insanely unnecessary but for some reason it. It worked with that movie, and all those and all those composition books are hand bound. Yes, just the 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 craft of it. I yeah. think it's a great movie, but the the work that went into it, 
I've watched 30 minute YouTubes about the cinematography, the color, the, the color, way the, the color yeah. usage, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. I think just from top to bottom, I think it's a very interesting movie. Yeah, you um, convinced me. You're right. You're yeah. right. My my apologies. Um, oh, but it, it it's one of those ones where like it became a a, a meme in and of itself about the what's in the box. Oh but, yeah, that was like an inside joke. When I worked at a Blockbuster, which was someone would scream, "What's in the box?" And you hear someone else from across the store go, "Rachel!" Right from from uh, <laughs> Dark Knight, the yeah the yeah. Dark Knight, because that was that was the the last gasp of uh, Blockbuster was like I think the last <laughs> the last big release that Blockbuster yeah, I think made re- money on was like the Dark Knight yeah. on DVD and Blu-ray. Man, yeah, I, I think it's a movie that looks the every single time it gets released on a new format. I remember seeing it in a 4K release at one point and mm. just being like, fuck, that looks good. Shot, shot that yeah. always, again, like the, the, the art of it is just really top notch to me. Um, on the music front, mm. I've been really enjoying the new record by a little band from Los Angeles called Cheek Face. Oh, yeah. I like uh, that one too. They came it's out so with their, uh, their latest record a couple weeks ago called Just Sorted. Uh, Cheek face is like, what if a guy? I I I, I joked I joked about it. what if the guy from Cake got meningitis from not washing his sheets. <laughs> this is what the band would sound like. It's very like talk singing. It's like there's like the music's like there's like very little reverb or like room. It's very compressed. It's very like yeah. 1980s like B 52s. It's like a little weird owl. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah I, but I can it's see also that. kind of because um, the songs are funny sometimes. The songs are funny. They're like you know, like the course of one song is like you know, we found your social security number on the dark web, mm-hmm. and like uh, and we use it to get into your email address, and it's basically like your email address says you're lame, kind of. Yes, <laughs> or your email, everything in your email, uh, your email account says you're lame, or uh, it's it's uh, it's it's fun. It's interesting. It's different, and they. I guess they describe themselves as being like America's local band because yeah. they do come off as the sort of band that like would never get out of like Omaha. Yeah, that is I mean, the vibe. I think I about get. so many yeah. bands from St. Louis. I think about Jumbling Towers, Dracula, Dad Junior, all these bands that had like something like really unique, but would have never had any appeal no. outside yeah, they... of. The fact that they knew the right people to get at the right shows to play their weird music. I mean, there was a band in St. Louis that was not around for a very long time called Exploding Cigars. Oh, God. God, did you ever hear about this? No. One of the worst bands that ever played the Firebird. It really felt like someone had watched Mr. Show and (laughs) kind of misunderstood the humor. It was like a weird... (laughs) It was like these guys dressed up like like 1920s jazz musicians but playing like kind of like freestyle prog ska about like coercing women into having sex with you and it was like one of those things like is this supposed to be a joke i would hope so i would hope so but then like you look at these guys and it's like no they have too much red gold for this to be a joke hey (laughs) oh yeah yeah but cheek face sounds great. Yeah, yeah, the cheek face, <laughs> cheek, is, great. cheek face is great. Yeah, yeah. But like, but that, like, 
just it's that energy i think the is energy what you, of yeah. like what the fuck this, yeah there's nothing no, else it, like it I, I gave like a, i gave a good good examples i gave a bad example of like sometimes <laughs> this energy can go the very bad places but when it's good it's very yeah, good yeah but yeah the i've been loving it i've been playing at work and i think annoying my coworkers. <laughs> good what else is music for but annoying your coworkers? oh exactly yeah i've been playing the new blockhead record okay um, new york producer kind of forgotten about him for like 10 or 15 years but then he just did like uh this came out with this record called ox a couple months ago and it's got billy woods it's got bruiser wolf who's kind of hot right now a bunch of other people he did a couple of tracks with asap rock in the early days didn't he he, he was basically asap rock's main producer okay, yeah for like the first four or five records okay okay I'd say the name was so familiar. I was like, yeah. Um, he had like some really bad hot takes on the internet. And I think he had to like kind of dip, <laughs> dip out for a while. Um, but he came back with this record. There's a, some great posse cuts on there. Like, I think Hell the yeah. only person out of that world that he's been in that's not, uh, that's missing is LP. Okay. Okay. But I think LP is uh, too busy, too busy say, yeah, being he's... Killer Mike's. Bitch. Yeah, that, was, those are the words I'm going to use. Sure, why not? So, as far as myself for the breath mint this week, um, I got a couple things, but the the big ones are going to be finished a book just today called "The Museum of Human History." You guys familiar with the uh, Rebecca Bergman is the writer. This was recommended to me because I had really enjoyed so very much Station Eleven. Uh, oh, the yes. book that Station then became the, the TV series. Well, it, so someone had said, well, you know, this Rebecca Bergman book is coming out called The Museum of Human History. And so I I sent an email to the to the local library and they snatched up a copy for me and had it waiting. And I finished it in like three days. Phenomenal book. I've been on a bit of a tear reading lately. So it's a book about memory and loss and, and what it is to age and die and the basic plot revolves around a, a young girl at the age of eight. She's the twin sister of another girl. She has a, a horrible accident in a pool, dra- nearly drowns, survives, but continues to sleep, but never age. And so the book cuts between different parts of her post and pre-sleep life with the people around her and people that knew her or people that knew people who knew her kind of interacting with each other and kind of orbiting each other. It's this fascinating, um, it's definitely a character study kind of book. It's one of those ones where it's, there's not much in the way of plot except for what happens to these characters and how they deal with it, which is sometimes one of the best books, much like some sections of Station Eleven does, which is, I guess, why the recommendation came in. But, oof, boy, her mother dies and when they're when the girls are young and then, her sister grows up, but her twin sister does not, and the father doesn't know what to do with them, and uh, sends one off to live with the grandfather, and then the and these people that they knew are dealing with dementia, and like so, it's it's got so many layers. It's about memory and death and life and this. It's definitely worth a read because it's just such an experience. And then I saw a film over the weekend. Sophia Coppola's Priscilla. Now, you know how much I liked Elvis last year. I thought Elvis was this weird, kaleidoscopic, super freaky kind of weird, like, whoa, what the hell? But it managed to capture a lot of that stuff. What it didn't capture was Elvis's relationship with Priscilla. Sophia Coppola's movie is pretty much 
this is Priscilla's entire story up until divorcing Elvis. So from from when she's like 15. Who played Elvis better? That's uh, I liked Austin Butler's voice better. But I think as far as like the physical performance, I think I can't remember the guy's name. Wow, really? Yeah. Jacob Lordy. Jacob Lordy. Thank you. Jacob Lordy has a presence. He's got a physicality that I think works better. Plus, the the actor that they cast as Priscilla and the, and, and Jacob Lordy are so different in height and, and build that it's almost... I, I know it's probably not true to life, but it definitely feels thematic that he's looming over her this whole time. I mean, time. it's like every... I haven't seen the movie, and just like all the promo, everything you see from it is like he is at an up angle, and she is yes. like much smaller than him. And that's uh, like, by design. I think the design. poster is just his... Yeah. Like, giant hand in the foreground and she's sitting on a chair it's exactly like, yeah. yeah that's by design i'm sure that's that's sophia saying yeah this is very important signposting it whereas elvis was this very maximalist movie about like yeah here's all these things happening all at once bah, 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 bah. And, and baz lerman of course doing his thing shoving as much as he can at you this movie is restrained and quiet and they didn't get the rights to a lot of Elvis songs. And so instead, what you hear are Elvis's contemporaries in these scenes. And so it, it, it it's almost... That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they got they got the rights to one. I think they got the rights to one Elvis song, and they use it one time in the film. But for the most part of the movie, it's, it's other people that were at the time or in that same scene. And so it's... You really do have to see them together. Granted, that that's like a six-hour miniseries if you're watching them both together because Baz Luhrmann's Elvis is three fucking hours long. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, Sofia Coppola undefeated as far as like doing movies about underestimated women who are maybe misunderstood in the terms of uh, their cultural impact and their history. Gotta love it. Uh, I really liked pretty much everyone in it, but the... There's an old character actor, and his name escapes me now, but he plays Vernon Presley, Elvis's father. And he's been in like a million movies, and he's always plays this curmudgeonly Southern guy. And every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the perfect casting. Why did you cast anyone else? There's these scenes where she's at home in Graceland, and they did a great job. Oh, Tim Post is the Tim name Post, of the actor. thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. He's got a great look. He he's has that face. And so anytime that you see Priscilla alone in Graceland, she is, the frame is empty. It's her in this beautiful, gorgeous home, but it's so sterile and she's alone and she's, you know, it's powerful in that way because it's very quiet. Really liked it. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Can't recommend it enough. I don't know if Max has it yet, but it's going to be soon as far as I'm aware Again, Sofia Coppola, uh, if you liked Marie Antoinette, you're going to enjoy this because it's very much of a same piece where you're you're getting this different side of something that you may think you know. But here's and again, Marie Antoinette, obviously not historically accurate, but it's more of a vibes based movie. Whereas Priscilla is based on a book that Priscilla Presley wrote called Elvis and Me that she published in the, the 80s. So it is more factually accurate than, than say, the, the Marie Antoinette movie. But they do feel of a piece because they're about that same kind of relationship with a powerful man kind of thing. 
have any of y'all been the Graceland? I have twice. I've, I've been once. It was, no, it, it's a uh, it's a trip, man. There's yeah. carpet on the walls. There's carpet There's everywhere. A... <laughs> There's way more carpet than there needs to be in Graceland. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> my brother, my brother lives in Nashville, and I want to do like a whole Tennessee sort of thing. You know? Oh, you'll have a hoot. No, I'm, oh, uh, t- Tennessee. Go Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. Yeah. I've been really wanting to travel, but it may also be due to the fact that I'm in Philly and it's February and it's fucking cold. Sure, sure. there is like, definitely yeah. that. And my yeah. brother and my brother's down in Nashville. I'm like, how are things? He's like. Good. <laughs> all the snow's gone. <laughs> yeah, because if he's anything like us here in the Midwest, he got snow for like a day, and then it's gone the that same afternoon. Well, no, Nashville got hit with that really crazy. Oh, that's right, right. They were like hit like no power for three days, and like uh, you couldn't drive on any of the roads for like a full week or anything. Yeah, it was crazy. But now it's fine. You know, it's like. 60 degrees there today. Well, now would be the time. I mean, you you know, go Graceland, uh, Dolly World, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I might have to. Yeah. I might have to. I'm thinking about going back myself. I mean, every time I th- every time I feel like it, man, I want to go to Memphis. <laughs> Memphis is great. I yeah. love Memphis quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, Graceland's wild. The fucking motherfucker had a racquetball court. Oh, yeah. Multiple airplanes, a dozen cars with the TCB logo on it, which is taking care of business. His fucking grave is in the fucking courtyard. With the eternal flame? Yes. God, how tight would, it be, how tight would it be to light your fucking cigarette with that? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't even like smoke cigarettes anymore, but I would do that just once to be like, yeah, I lit my fucking smoke on Elvis' yeah, grave. Yeah, I the blew fuck? it in the face of one of yeah, his horses. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely worth it. And, you know, as as much fun as uh, Prince's grave is, you can't light your cigarette you on can't. the two doves that are garbage. You really Guarding can't. his remains. <laughs> uh, if you get, like, a flint stone, man. Uh, just, yeah, just scrape it against the, the one black dove, yeah. No, I, I went to uh, Paisley Park over this past summer, and what I tell people is what you got to do at Paisley Park is you got to actually go outside the grounds and then there's a little walkway by the highway and you go under the highway and there's a a tunnel and in this tunnel is all these Prince fans that have graffitied and put up stickers and posters and all the flowers. and That, to me, is super cool and obviously you don't have to... I had no idea about that. That is cool. Yeah, my favorite one, though, is they had put up a QR code and I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be like some Prince fan forum or something. Free I, Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah. Like, uh, but what I, I go to it and it's a Facebook group of Prince death truthers who are nice. saying that like he was killed by his, uh, his assistant to get the bunny or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, connecting the purple dots, I think is the name of it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, all these beloved people keep on dying from the same drugs prescribed by the same handful of doctors. It must be. Yeah, there's got to be something else. <laughs> like a, like yeah. a, yeah, it must it must be a fucking Agatha Christie novel that we, we are going to uncover. <laughs> well, this is part of the show, Whack, where we tell everyone where to find us online since you are our esteemed guest. Why don't you go ahead and tell us where to find you? Uh, Wack Nicholson on Twitter is going to be the best place to find me currently. I do have a Patreon oh. that I'm sort of going to start um, posting things behind a paywall, just like content updates, like 
talking about this video that I want to do. I, I, I kind of want some feedback from some people. Um, my Patreon is like a dollar entry level, and I'm just going to unlock all content. It's just really a way to like funnel people there uh, right now. I don't really have any... like. I, I want to be able to talk to people who are interested in the kind of stuff that I would make. So if you are interested in any of the things I talked about with the Ebola stuff, that like is going to take up a lot of my time in the next few days. Mm -hmm. So I... Would love to hear from anybody who's interested in like making recommendations or or uh, pointing me in certain directions or wanting like uh, having certain questions or anything like that. I, I um, am trying to direct a lot of my sort of content creation stuff right now into like finding out what people want to hear while I'm doing very annoying uh, academic readings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so check out my uh, my Twitter now, but yeah, my Patreon and my YouTube channel. Uh, I do have a bunch of YouTube videos up there already that are pretty fun. I talk about what it was like being a teacher. I talk about what it was like uh, working at a fireworks store. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. if you guys are uh, interested in any of that, I do have that information out there. And uh, we'll be putting out the YouTube video on Evola hopefully very soon. Excellent. Brian, how about yourself? Where can they find you on the old oh, internet? Yeah, you can find me a couple places. That sounds really awesome. Whack. I'm going to have to give you some internet ducats. <laughs> uh, I want to I I read the fireworks story. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at iShockEDBoard. I-S-H-O-T-G-Y-D-B-O-R-D. You can find me on uh, the hellscape that is Threads. <laughs> And Instagram at uh, a music photographer. I've had iShock ED board for like over 14 years now, and I kind of feel like it's run its course. I'm not sure if I'm well, like really six a... people get that joke, and one of them is me. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things where like I've had like people who I look up to like creatively be like, that's such a great username. But then I would try to like explain it to like a person that might actually like hire me to do work and they're like i don't i don't get it and i'm like well i'm not getting this job yeah clearly yeah this is not yeah, my so scene yeah i might i might actually like wise up and try to actually put myself out there in an accessible way all right if you want to check out my portfolio it's assholemusicphotographer.com if you want to check out some foes with words it's uh amusicphotographer.com you want to check out the last and the only good media website in st louis it's the arts stl Dot com if you have not checked out Colin's fucking uh sick ass oh, tool, the tool pictures yeah god damn I'm I'm still impressed I'm amazed yeah. he got a photo pass and actually got to get photos of Maynard uh whack in case you don't know in the world of music photography Maynard is like the white whale no one ever gets yeah, a good photo get of him. him yeah uh so go see something you'll probably never see again which is a photo of Maynard James Keenan that's not 20 years old that's fair yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's that. Jason, where can they send you death threats? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, shoot me any and all death threats you want is uh, video crime on most major social medias. Anytime there's a video crime, chances are it's going to be me, with the exception of Instagram and TikTok there. I am Laser Goose CEO, laser with an S, because that's how it's spelled. I don't want to hear it. You can also uh, catch us here on the show, 4MinutesDogsBarking.com. You can send us an email, Jason at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com, Brian with a Y at 48minutesofdogsbarking.com. Give us a call, 314-246-9766. That's 314-AHOY-P. 
Pooh. You can also uh, shoot us a, a couple of bucks there on our Patreon, patreon.com slash four eight minutes of dogs. Well, Wack, thank you once again for uh, having us back on what I like to call the so blessed. the redemption episode. And uh, <laughs> I really hope. Oh, yeah, let's call it the redemption episode. Perfect. I'm good with it. I was going to call it Return of the Wack. Because, like, Return of the Mac. But, <laughs> well, of course. Right, but anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, those, it could be Return of the Whack colon. Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. And then featuring Whack Nichols and Perfect. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and fewer colons, oddly. You can't. Yeah. Like, anyway, we got to stop riffing. We got to end the thing. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> that about does it for the program. As we always say at this time, namaste, good luck, eat the knife. Say goodnight, everybody. Bye-bye. Say, say goodnight, Whack. Good night. Thank you. Ha, 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 ha.